Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content which may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. To Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good Lucy burp right there. Good merp. Um, <laughs> I'm Kenyon, and yes, I have seen the Taylor Swift imitating a Minnesota soccer mom video. Oh. Thank you. I haven't. It's probably not good. But that's not an invitation for 3,000 people to send it to me. I'll go look it up on my own. We've seen it. She actually does a pretty good job for somebody without a Minnesota connection. Okay. But it's also like 20 years old. Oh, then I've seen that. Yeah. So we're good. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Have more people than making another round? Oh, yeah. Guess so. Lucky Mm. us. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, it can't be as bad as the ideal road trip. The map. (laughs) The map. (laughs) The fucking decomp cake needle point of the hand. (laughs) Uh, I'm Lucy. I've seen all this. I've seen it all. I'm Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) She's doing great, folks. We're all doing great. I'm just. It's, It's one of those struggle weeks. It's been a struggle Again. like it's months. Monday. <laughs> Ew, it's Monday. Is it? Oh yeah, God. it is. Oh. He rents. I, li- <laughs> I literally was like, "There's no way." It's Monday, yeah. babe. I, it's Monday. I'm checking. It's Monday. It's actually. Oh my God! It's three days after Friday. Is really more what it feels like. It feels like no. a horrible extension of last week. Today no. was the supposed to be the second week of daycare for Sonia. She's already had COVID, which she gave to me. <laughs> and then a, just a reg then then she was okay for a couple days, then a regular cold, mm-hmm. not a cool cold, which she also gave to me. Mm-hmm. And then she was okay for a couple days. And now she has an ear infection. Mm. Daycare baby. Monday of week two. I love it. She's getting it all out, out in the beginning. She will be an iron fist mm-hmm. of an mm-hmm. immune system. I mm-hmm. feel it. It's coming mm-hmm. for her. Great. I'm just chronically ill, and it's going to take yeah. me, I guess, eight years to recover from my wedding that I didn't even get drunk at. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, like, so tired. I recently got that temp tat off of my body from your <sighs> wedding a week and a half ago. I love that it lasted that long. And now oh, I'm thinking of it? all of my cousins that did them on their necks and faces. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Corey was Ooh. trying to get his back of his leg, back of his calf off this morning. He had to have a exfoliating scrub and a <laughs> washcloth. And I just heard him from the other room go, she got such high quality temp tats. I, I did. Can't get it. <laughs> I did. I got really good ones. Yeah. Like ones that people get to see if they want to get a tattoo. That lasts for <laughs> Not like, like fun weeks. party favor. No. Not like 
child tattoos from a pinata. <laughs> no, 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 honey. Cousin's girlfriend put it on oh, her face. So many of my cousins. Face. First of all, fiance. <laughs> Second of all, so many of my cousins put them on their faces and Your necks. Your cousins? Oh, they party, party. baby. They yeah. party. They party so hard. Yeah. I love them so much. Who was we the love queen a wedding in the yellow, yellow on dress the dance girl? floor. That was face tat. That's Priya. That's my cousin Andrew's fiance, and they are getting married. Andrew in Mexico. with a good personality. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so he did P ninety X, so he's like hot now. Mm. <laughs> he did P ninety X like ten years ago. And okay. Now he has a physique. Hate that, but love her. Yeah, but oh, they're the getting married. Go with a good personality. <laughs> yep. They, uh, my my grandmother infamously described my cousin Andrew and my cousin Kurt as the handsome one, Kurt, <laughs> and the one with a great personality, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, they're both handsome, but nobody is ever going to be as handsome as Kurt. We all get it. Kurt's We've been hearing it for fucking years. He looks man. like he could be on The Bachelor. Very sweet. Oh, and he's just sweet as freaking pie. Yeah, I couldn't just tell a any of them sweet boy. Well, he's that's tall. very kind of you. He's extremely tall. Yeah. Anyway, tall. Andrew and Priya are getting married in Mexico in a- April, and I can't cannot. wait for the invite. She's a maniac. Wait. I bet she invites my mom <laughs> because my mom was chasing her the whole out. Wedding. So you're <laughs> okay. So she needs my updated address. Great. Yeah. Okay. I'll let her know. <laughs> It's okay. We have another wedding in April to go to. Great. I love on it. On 420. Oh, fun. Who's? Our friends and her fiance. And they're getting married on 420, oddly, in the British Virgin Islands. I love that for them. How yeah. cool. Purposely on 420? No, it was the date that worked. Oh. That's a lot better. She's not like me planning my bachelorette in Vegas where no. I had to be there on 420 and no. had to see Chris Angel. <laughs> okay, that's our updates. That's our scheduling for weddings. And uh, we have a very special gals pick, continuing hog girl summer. Hog girl summer! <laughs> this was a <laughs> me pick. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> Uh, uh, this I really the- just got the urge to just flash yeah. all my rows of teats. Flash the teats. I'm very much wearing a bralette that is, would show every inch of nipple. So I'm going to save bralette. that. I'm going to save mm. that for just my husband. I recently <laughs> saw a map of the concentration of hogs in the United States, and they're almost all in Iowa. <laughs> no, Iowa and Texas. I'm sending it to you. Hardly yeah. any. Feral Iowa down south blows it out of the water. And domesticated up north. Oh, no. Yuck. All right. Okay. Well, this is a, the strong Lucy pick, although it has a <laughs> whiff of Amanda it to really it. It really does. A strong whiff. We'll get to the whiff. A stench, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. And uh, we not me, have selected the topic of feces fiascos. <laughs> Honestly? Hot girl, baby. I love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I was doing research earlier and I kept finding these amazing articles about fecal DNA and was just texting Lucy going, are you using this? Are you you using it? Because you you should use this. Yeah, you got to use this. Honey, I did. 
got some. Oh, I'm, so, I'm some... very excited for Lucy's segment and for Amanda's segment. And my case is so sad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> your case is, in fact, and I didn't look it up. What you just fuck? warned us. It's maybe the saddest case. It's up. It's bad. It's up. You there. warned us that your case was maybe the darkest you'd ever done. So yep. I actually changed mine. Good. <laughs> what if this is Which the most wasn't downer that, episode we've ever done? The one I had wasn't even that dark. And I'll, I'm going to talk about it at the top of my segment, like very briefly. But I was just like, I can't do this. Good. That was smart. Got to balance it out. And not to say I don't have some sad shit, lol, in my segment, but there's it, it's a smattering, it's a spatter, if you will. Mm. <laughs> a it's, spray. It's an absolute wipe paint down job. the bowl. <laughs> it's a shart. Okay. It's a shart of treats. All right. Well, let's get to the wine crime pairing. Yes, let's. Gotta wipe down the bowl. Gotta wipe the bowl. <laughs> the back of the bowl spray is something I will never understand, and I have IBS. Like, how are you sitting? If there's enough gas behind it. I suppose. And if it's you wet don't enough. understand. I mean, I don't... Walk are you a like, mile in my shoes. Are you, like, <laughs> leaning forward on the... T- I'm not trying to shame. I'm trying to, like, actually I understand the it's physics. Not like, I don't know. the shape of your shape of your butt cheeks, how spread out they are. Like, okay. if, you're, if your hole has fewer obstructions... For the spray. Do you know what I'm saying? I think it's a velocity issue. If you have less butt cheek in the way of the spray. Oh, I guess I have a lot of butt cheek that's like guiding it in a specific direction. Why would your butt cheek? Oh. Because your butt cheeks surround your asshole. My butt cheeks (laughs) definitely are large enough to extend the path of passage. Yeah. Yours is like a funnel. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so I think butt, my cheeks are... You have butt are, cheeks sitting inside the bowl. Oh, I have butt cheeks in the bowl, like floating over the sides of the oh, bowl. Okay. I've got butt cheeks forward, backward, up, <laughs> sides. I've got the biggest fucking ass. See, if I'm sitting... I'm going to upgrade my toilet seat to something like more accommodating, like soon. Also, I yeah. broke my toilet seat. Yeah, that's common. I kind of like need to get a new sitting one. so that yeah. it kind of spreads them. Yeah. I like a clean shot. Right. Correct. Mm-hmm. I just, I also sit up. So like I'm pointing my b-hole down. Well, I'm a perpetual so even if floucher, there's flap so. and yeah, fart. I've got um, bad posture. All right. Fair enough. I mean, I have bad posture too. I just, the, the only time I have good posture, I guess, is on the toilet. Anyway. All right. Um, okay. Ew. <laughs> So the wine crime pairing today, I chose for two reasons. One, it was in my fridge and I wanted it. Two, oh my God, you guys. Did you forget your second reason? No. You forgot your wine, didn't you? No. It's so much dumber than that. What? I thought I had a different brand of seltzer than the one I have. And I was going to talk about how I chose truly seltzer because this was truly a disgusting topic it's a fucking high noon (laughs) i can't even do this right you really shat the bed i shat (laughs) well that's why i'm drinking a high noon pineapple seltzer that i i swear i feel like i'm in one of those glitches in the matrix because i (laughs) swore to god when I looked at you it earlier today, it was truly. You while mooning. Mm-hmm. Great. High moon. 
Nailed High it. Moon. High noon. I'm Low moon. concerned about my brain activity. I swear to... You didn't touch your own face and then swat your hand away thinking it was a bug, so... We're all we're running all on a great. million percent today. Well, okay. <laughs> I wanted the real pairing to be truly seltzer because this is a truly disgusting topic. And <laughs> I apparently hallucinated that I had that in my fridge. It's actually high noon. It's pineapple. It's delicious. That's what I'm drinking. But... For the sake of your pairing, g- grab a truly, and 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 I truly do apologize. And at least I have something to crack. You know what? Make it a white claw. You know what? Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. Make it a oh, you know, make it a topo chico. Yum. Mm. Mm-hmm. Delicious. All right, ready to crack because yeah. I've already cracked. Apparently, <laughs> ready to crap. Here we go. Oh, Ooh. it's a squirter. Back of the bowl. Squirter out of the crack. <laughs> nice crap. Nice crap. All right. Well, moving on. Lucy, what is... I should is be fired. Please our, just fire me. Our background. Put me out of my misery. <laughs> and psych for feces fiascos. What is wrong with us? And well, Freud, I'm guessing, is involved. Oh, this is so good. I didn't involve Freud. There was a lot to talk about. So Ooh. there's no psych. Uh, I don't know where my bones are. It, just imagine. It'll be your own bones. We're there falling you. apart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like some of our other body <laughs> horror. Bo- body horror, body focused forensic episodes, I have some synonym- synonyms and slang for us for poop. Yes. So we got- oh, Zach finally texted me back. What? I wish him a happy birthday hours oh, ago. Okay. Hours ago. Sorry, I just had to announce it because it texter. went to my computer. That means he's in the bathroom probably, right? Probably. Is he one of those? You pooping? All right, here are some synonyms. Feces, shit, crap, dung, stool, droppings, turd, motion, mess, defecation, exc- excreta, excreta, defecation, no breathing, ordure, cack, cack. Like someone's mother-in-law. No. Night soil. Love that one. Dirt, dookie, chocolate hot dog, dumplings. I've always hated dookie. It reminds me of Green Day. Yeah, Yeah, but like before that. It's outdated. Yeah, not a fan. It's also like a specific kind of poop. Mm -hmm. You know? A little lumpy. Like a dog. Like a dog dog shit poop. Mm -hmm. Light brown. Mm Mm-hmm. The worst kind. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. White dog shit's pretty bad. Well, turn. Well, we'll get to the white shit, but I think white dog shit happens because it's out in the sun. Mm, but also, Bleaches. there's like something in their food that can cause it. Well, we'll, we'll get to the colors. Had that experience. Okay. Dumplings, fecal batter, flop, fudge, guano. Number two, jobby, log, Ugh. muck, scat, soil, tom tit, waste. What? Ooh. Tom tit? I don't know. Also Ask caca. the internet. Kaka. My mom hates that word. Kaka. Kaka, 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 kaka. Oh, no. Don't Cut. soil her name. Oh, I love her. <laughs> don't night soil her. Okay. <laughs> Britannica says feces is usually 75% water and 25% solid matter. Luck. Much like us. If you're lucky. Yeah. About 30% of the solid matter is dead bacteria, 30% is indigestible food matter, 
10 to 20% is cholesterol and other fats. 10 to 20% is inorganic substances such as calcium phosphate and iron phosphate. And 2 to 3% is protein. Wow. What a, what a tapestry of items. I don't think I never thought about right. that before. Really? Uh-huh. I know that we like extract nutrients from what we eat and then this is the remainder. Right. But I don't think I thought about like what makes up yeah. the remainder. Yeah. Right. Correct. I think about it constantly. Why? Really? You think like I wonder what percentage of this is fat? It's clearly not a just like what is that? You just laid it out for us. And then sometimes there's corn. Well, yeah. yeah, If you ate tomato skin, that is not a mystery. Spinach. Mm. Okay. Leafy green. I remember I took the most exquisite shit once. It was like really long, and it was like perfect. But you could tell exactly when in the last 48 hours I had started uh, taking matcha powder because I had like an exact green, like the first half was brown and then the back half was green, like wine and crime teal, baby. It was amazing. I almost took a picture of it. I once pooped a perfect question mark. Yes. You did. We, yep, yep. Tell the people about SS Black Poop. Okay. Oh, God. If you insist. Um, when we were in high school, we went on and we is like me, Lucy, our Scott, our moms. I don't know if Scott was there at the time. Amanda, you met up with us later. You weren't at this part of it. Okay. It was the beginning of our senior year of high school and we went to the East Coast ostensibly for like a college yep. tour yep. of Walls. colleges. But it was, like, was just a fun trip. It was trip. just a fun trip for yep. most of us. <laughs> and frankly, our moms really wanted to go to New York together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't the teenagers who had to justify it. No, it was basically just a fun trip. Yep. We also had to take our ACTs in like the Bronx while we, we were there. We took our ACTs in Brooklyn, which was very strange. And I didn't, but you guys No did. one told me that there was a science portion. So that was a... Rude surprise. Who did your <laughs> prep? No one. What oh, prep? Wow. Oh, I dear. didn't prep. Mm. So I went to school in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> I literally turned the page. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. No. Um, okay. So we were in Connecticut at this point of the trip. And my mom hates staying in hotels, and this was pre-Airbnb, but she basically found, like, an Airbnb, and it was on a houseboat somewhere in Connecticut. You could Mm. rent a houseboat that was just sitting in a harbor. And you couldn't drive the boat. No, it never left. sleep in the houseboat (laughs) at the dock and rent it. Is next level. She's insane. Some of my friends She's uh, booked a houseboat Airbnb for the wedding, but like it was normal. Yeah, <laughs> it's an Airbnb. It, it wasn't Connecticut. This in wasn't the fall. like I found it on Craigslist. Yeah, because <laughs> Airbnb didn't exist. Airbnb did not exist. God knows where she found it. So I quite need nice. To know. It was yeah. great, but there the downside was that there was one small boat toilet. Oh dear. Come on, it was a WC. It was a water closet. Thank you. Did it flush? Yes. Yes. Manually. (laughs) Into like some tank, I'm sure, not like into the harbor. It was like an RV. Imagine an RV. Yeah, but on water. Okay, but on water. Got it. Okay. We went to Mystic Pizza. (laughs) Luck. Which was so great. 
And I remember I had the barbecue chicken pizza. Oh, no. And then, (laughs) however many hours later. (laughs) The pizza wasn't even that good. No. It was just a fun environment. It's for the experience. Yeah. Yeah. I availed myself of the WC (laughs) on this boat where our both of our families were staying. It was just us and our moms. Yeah. And I took probably the biggest shit of my life (laughs) (laughs) still to this day. Still? Still. And she was describing uh, it. I was in the bedroom, which was right outside the bathroom. No, mm-hmm. your she friendship. Like, oh, I, made, no. I made my mom and Melinda go up on deck. She made them. I need privacy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was black. Ooh. Jet black. Ooh. And hu- huge. Ooh, no. And this little boat. Toilet could not cope. Oh no! She ain't seen nothing. Gobble like her it. up! Gobble her up! I don't. I don't even. Re- I've trauma blocked out what happened after, like how we managed. I it. didn't want to know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> so, she's, she's trying to flush it. <laughs> so no. Okay. So she's like, "Oh my god, this poop is black." <laughs> And I'm like, oh my god! Part of me wants to see it, but part of me knows you're. You'll regret can't, it. He can't. I can't go it. in there. But also, I can't go in there. I'll gag. <laughs> so I took her word for it, and she <laughs> shut the lid, flushed, opened the lid. It, she won. She wasn't Screamed. going anywhere. It didn't move. Flush. Shut the it lid just, again. Like, spun around a no, little bit. No, it didn't move at it all. It didn't. So then she shut the lid again, flush, 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 like a few times, opened it again. It had gone from like this to this. No. It turned like five degrees. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, oh my God, I think, I think you used something to like break it up to get it down. Yeah. Needs must. (laughs) So we called that The rules of the sea. What? (laughs) Oh my god! I can't believe these are maritime laws, technically. (laughs) (laughs) So we called the boat the SS Black Poop. (laughs) Wow! You almost sunk my battleship. And then we watched Alcatraz. No, what's a Bruce Willis? Hard, die hard, die Die hard. hard. Now what's the Christmas one? We watched something on VHS with your mom. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! That okay. Was that night. I have never had barbecue chicken pizza again. <laughs> I think that's wise, frankly. <laughs> I, but now I, I mean, don't want you to get barbecue chicken pizza just oh, so we can see. Should we do a show in Miss in Mystic, Connecticut, we just should. so we can try Absolutely. and do this it's all beautiful. over again? Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. I am two sentences into my <laughs> segment. Okay. And I am traumatized. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. <laughs> You'll never get over it. I do. Now that you've mentioned I do remember the. <laughs> just the tiny shift. <laughs> After flushing like three or four times. I like, <laughs> cannot. <laughs> 
<laughs> and our moms are like, can we come back inside yeah, now? There was no pressure. <laughs> oh, my God. You were sweating. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh. if you ever wondered why poop stinks, because I'm going to tell you. Mm-hmm. Great. It's because of organic compounds called scatol. Scatol might be scat. Scatole. And thiols, thiols, which contain sulfur. That's why it stinks. That's also why certain insects are drawn to stinky poop. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay. So regarding the mechanics of pooping, bowel control is a complex process involving the coordination of many different muscles and nerves. Mm -hmm. Your, Your bowel is the part of the gastrointestinal system designed to help absorb nutrients and fluids from food and drink. The main job of the bowel is to expel leftover waste. So the bowel starts in the small intestine, delivering the waste to the colon, which is a five to six foot long muscular tube that Mm. delivers the stool to the rectum. She thick. She long. I have Mm. a image on the drive, which will be on the blog. Runs to the drive. (laughs) Let me peep that colon. (laughs) As the stool moves through the colon, fluids are removed and absorbed into the body. I can't believe you didn't upload the mega colon, the windbag from the Mutter Museum. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Oh, it was amazing. There's Everyone so, Google it. There's so much to cover. We could have a mm-hmm. poop it's, crimes part two, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could have a whole podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm. As we all know, stool consistency can vary greatly. From, sure can, even in one sitting. From hard lumps, like little rabbit turds. To very, very loose, watery stool. I like to call that combination the champagne cork. Oh. Pop the champagne, all the it's liquid comes It's like one dense out. part. Boop. And yep. then the rest comes. Yep. Bye-bye. With, there's some gas behind it. Oh, yeah. A little motor. A little mm-hmm. motorboat. Motorboat inside of a bitch. I like when you just get the afterburn for a little bit. Not too intense, but just enough just to Just a know. reminder of what you've been through. You got a real good dump. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Okay. You have to let it linger. <laughs> so the best and easiest consistency for poop is soft, like toothpaste kind of consistency. Oh, oh. I wanted a little harder than that. I'm sorry. I don't want to feel like I'm wiping peanut butter off of my backside. Oh my god! I you don't, don't know, want. I don't know how long toothpaste it's last. You don't want the brown crayon syndrome, which I know mm. I've described before. Oh yeah, that's bad. You wipe and you wipe and you I'm wipe. D- I. You might have to just page me when it's nope. my turn to come. No. Back. You're in this now, SS Blackpool. Yeah, you started it. Yeah, Yeah. this is your fault. But many factors, such as how long the stool has been in the colon, the amount of water absorbed from the waste, and the amount of fiber and fluids in your diet can impact how the poop looks when it comes out. Um, So if you're wondering why... And the amount of IBS you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how long your moms have to be outside waiting for you. On on the deck. How much barbecue chicken pizza you consumed at Mystic Pizza. So much. So the reason why everyone says to eat more fiber if you're constipated is because fiber is indigestible by the body. So it adds weight and volume to the poop, making it easier to expel from your body. Hmm. Oh. Isn't that weird? So fiber is not actually like good for you. It's just. It's a broom. It's a colon broom. Just for the poop. It's just for the poop. 
Interesting. Which in itself is good for you. Right. It just doesn't have right. like nutritional content that's But if you're not yeah. constipated, there's no reason. None. Oh. I mean, if you're eating like just whatever straight up fiber would look like, like right. Metamucil, there's no right. nutritional value for that. It just helps mm-hmm. you shit. Mm-hmm. Got it. But eating a bunch of fiber, a bunch of fiber can also be bad if the constipation problem is not actually related to your fiber intake, mm-hmm. may actually worsen your constipation. Can I tell a quick anecdote? Of course. As Always. if I need your permission. Yeah. So I was in college, hadn't pooped in a few days, was getting real uncomfortable, assumed I was constipated, mm-hmm. took some laxative, and in the oh, middle God. of the night had yep. the most painful, yeah. non-shit experience ever. I was on the toilet for hours. It mm. was extraordinarily painful. So the next day I went to the student health center that's when I had the camera stuck up my butt. Mm-hmm. That's not why. That was they did that to figure out why for funsies. Well, that was what. Yeah, they stuck it up this my butt to figure out what was, was going why on. Right. She had a the way you said it sounded like maybe it was because you had a camera stuck up. No, 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 no. They found a camera in my ass. <laughs> I forgot about that camera oh. I stuck up my ass. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, I, it, you wouldn't have been the first. College no. was wild. You tripped and fell on a camera. Happens uh, all the time. Uh, Yeah. Pixie didge. Anyway. <laughs> They stuck a camera up my butt, and it turns out that I wasn't constipated. I was having stress-related bowel spasms, so Mm. my rectum was like a fucking tight fist, so nothing could pass through. So I had to take, like, relaxers, relaxants, Mm. to get my butt loose again so that I could poop. You little anxious thing. Yeah. You had some anxiety that first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my senior year. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's yep. incredible how long my anxiety went undiagnosed. Mm-hmm. But anyway, taking taking laxatives, you got to be really sure that that's your real issue. Yeah. I feel like laxatives in general just do more harm than good. They sure can. Start with a gentle softener. Don't go straight softener. to the lax. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And if you're going to give birth in any way that giving birth happens, you're going to shit stool softener. Yeah, for that for that recovery time. A lot of it. Mm. Mm. After? Yup. Yep. Because yep. I've, ta- I've had some issues already. And pack it yourself because the hospital is very stinge about mm. doling it out and you don't want to have to, like, Call a nurse Steel. at three a.m. Be like to have to next one in here without a pack of toys in their <laughs> yeah. hands. Die! Just pack it yourself and You're administer it yourself. Okay. Yeah. I also read that you should pack your own Vaseline to just lube up your baby's ass because their first couple shits are all yes. are really tarry, and you yeah. want it all greasy. Just scoop it right up. Absolutely. Ugh. Yep. Gross. Do that. Okay. It's a lot on the internet. Okay. What's it's that called? Merconium or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Black- mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Waconium, so. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Named oh, no. for the oily black poo that comes from <laughs> yeah. like babies devouring shit. their own hair and other <laughs> shit in, the, in utero. 
I will say if you Rip. catch the meconium shit very quickly, then it doesn't stick. Ugh. It's mm. just if it's sitting there Gets for a little dry. amount of time. Mm. I'm going to save yeah. it. I'm going to save it in a jar and send it oh, to you. Oh, no. Okay, I don't next. think anyone needs you to do that. No, no, Bye. no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. No, no. <laughs> no, no. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, so that's fiber. Then we have the issue of fluids. So coffee and pop do not contribute to your fluid intake. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. no coffee no. can make you shit, though. I'll tell you what. Caf- caffeine is a diuretic which means that it pulls fluid from your body and excretes it as urine. Mm -hmm. This dehydrates you and then forces the colon to get extra water from your stool, making it harder to shit in the long run. Yeah, little rabbit poops. You should drink two cups of non-caffeinated beverage for every one cup of caffeinated beverage. Non-caffeinated fluids help determine how soft your poop is and how easy it is to poop. You don't want to strain, never strain. This counts. Mm -hmm. It's not caffeinated. <laughs> I think alcohol is its own problem. <laughs> I have a bubble water as well. Okay, good. Uh, also, other issues. Okay. No. Also, don't. It hydrates just the same. <laughs> don't count on your food for your fluid intake. So, like celery, it's not extra water. I mean, it is, it's bonus water, but it's like you have to also drink water. Right. Right. So okay. how can you tell if your poop is healthy? I have a diagram if you want to follow along. I really want to follow along. There are seven types of poop. Tag yourself. Are so pale. I know they don't want to make it like super brown, clearly poopy, but these are very pale yeah, and gross looking. If I had to poop this color, I would not be happy. Let me see what the color is. Oh, yeah. They're kind of gray. They look like potatoes. It's alarming. Yeah. I get why they're doing it. I really do. Well, it's it's so we can see the texture better in this illustration. They're illustrations. Mm -hmm. I think they're trying to make it seem less gross to look at. Mm -hmm. I think that's so you can see the texture details better. Okay. Tag yourself. Type one. Separate hard lumps. Little rabbit turds. Mm. Type two. Sausage shaped but lumpy. Type three, sausage shaped with cracks on the surface. Mm. Type four, smooth and soft, like a snake. Gross, shaped like a snake. It. Really? Mm. I think that's the ideal poop. Type, it is. Type five, soft blobs with clear cut edges. Type six, fluffy and mushy with ragged edges. Hangover. Type seven, watery. Just... Mm. Falls out of your ass. Mm-hmm. I'm like a type six with a type one moon and mm-hmm. a type four <laughs> rising. Yeah. <laughs> Same, but type three rising. Like every mm. once in a while, I'll be gifted a three. Mm-hmm. Really? But it's rare. Yeah. My gift is a four. You're mostly mm-hmm. type six, both of you? Mm-hmm. I'm like mostly a five six. Uh, that's I, I have fucking IBS and mm-hmm. diabetes and all kinds of shit. My stools being solid mm-hmm. are a gift. Rare. Mm-hmm. And I poop every day, often yeah. twice. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Well, the ideal poops are type three and four. So soft, mm-hmm. sausage-shaped with cracks on the surface or soft and smooth snake-like. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I had a little snake today. It was good. Good. I'm glad. I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. Wow. As for the poop color, it should be brown for the most part. Or not- green for the matcha part. Eh. Not jet black. 
not jet half black. green, half brown, not well, mystically jet black. <laughs> we'll get to the black. <laughs> Poop is primarily brown because of a chemical chemical called stir stercobilin. Stercobilin. It can end up in the poop as a byproduct of the hemoglobin in broken down red blood cells. Interesting. It also comes from the bile. So without that, Stershovelin, mm. poop would be a pale gray or whitish color. Dog. That would be worse. Very, yeah, that would be worse. Very happy that it's not. Are you going to explain where the black poop comes from? Yes. Okay. In my okay. next paragraph. I, I'm just, I want, I haven't read it. Because, like, isn't it bile and or blood that can make your poop black? I just want to know if that is, like, a wives' tale or... Well, the, bi- the bile and the... Well, let me just get... I'll just... I'm getting to it. Okay. If your poop is not brown, the color of your crap can indicate a problem. Mm-hmm. For green and red Christmas poops, it might be due to the color of the food you've recently eaten, like matcha. Matcha, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you have not eaten something green or if you're on antibiotics, it may it might be green because your poop is moving too fast through you. And mm. for red, the amount of times I have had to set alarms in my phone reminding me that I ate beets. Beets. <laughs> the fear. The fear. I almost had to take my friend to the hospital. She texted me and she was like, I might need to go to the hospital. And I was like, what's up? She's like, I'm shitting blood. And I was like, did you eat beets? And she was like, oh, wait. Yes, I did. It's a scary time, honey. Oh, Switch wow. to golden beets. Yet another reason why I am not a fan of beets. I love beets. Love them. I can't get on the beet train. Mm-mm. Oh, you're missing out. Toot, toot. Also, whenever I make spaghetti, I make like, a fuck ton of spaghetti. You really do. You make a lot. So I eat it for like a week. And my poop's always like kind of orange because of all Ooh, the... The tomato. The tomato. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ew, that reminds me of like when you stain a plastic bowl or like a Totally, Tupperware. it's that color. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Because combined with the beef, the like... grease from the beef. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I... <laughs> if you haven't eaten something red... Then call a doctor because it might be blood <sighs> yep. or it might be beets. Make sure it's not beets. Mm-hmm. Yellow poop is not normal for adults, but it is normal for babies who have been breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. White poop can indicate a blockage in your bile ducts or congestion in your liver or gallbladder. Because, again, we get the yellowish. We get the yellow from the bile mm-hmm. coming from your gallbladder. Lastly, Amanda, if your poop is black and you haven't eaten dark foods or taken bismuth medication like Pepto-Bismol. Got it. mm, Okay. Or iron supplements. Mm. Or eaten at Mystic Pizza. Mm -hmm. Did you take Pepto? Were you like not feeling well after the pizza? Maybe? Don't remember. You don't remember? We have to blame Mystic Pizza. It's way funnier that way. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I feel I like just... if I had taken Pepto-Bismol and then we were talking about it so much, my mom would have said. Your mom yeah. would have said something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing not. All right. Okay. Um, I really wanted to touch on worms. So that's what Ugh. I'm going to do right now. Okay. Oh, no. Didn't your sister have a tapeworm once? No, I wish. Mm, okay. Sorry. I invented that in my head. Uh-uh. No, I don't think so. 
Oh, according to uh, the CD, we can totally <laughs> spread that rumor though if okay. you want to. Stop! Right. No, Sorry, I'm Madeline. shutting that down. <laughs> yeah, I had a bad dream, but I really thought that you had a tapeworm once, and Lucy was really that. excited I'm about it. I'm defending Madeline. No, she did not have a tapeworm. Tell everyone. Okay. No. <laughs> according to the CDC, hookworms and whipworms are known as soil transmitted helminths, which are parasitic worms. Hellmouths. Helmets. Hell mouths, yeah, because look at their mouths. There's photos. Yeah, they latch. They're disgusting and amazing. They have little creepy teeth. It's just a worm what? with a hole Ew, in the look end at its of eyes. teeth. It's got two little eyes. Oh, hey. God. Ew. <laughs> Hello, I'm in your ass. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Hookworm eggs are passed in the poop of an infected person or animal. So if someone poops outside or their feces is used as fertilizer... The mm. eggs can be deposited on the soil and hatch, that, thus releasing larvae, 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 larvae. Mm -hmm. The larvae then mature into a form that can penetrate human skin. Mm. So this mostly happens when someone walks barefoot on contaminated soil. So there's also well, a photo of a, a of a bare foot with a no! worm burrowing into yeah. it. See that? No! That is foul. No! That's a hookworm. No. So then it goes up in your body and gets in your digestive system. What? From your foot? Yeah. Yeah, babe. The it's a, it's a big problem in a lot of mm -hmm. uh, developing countries. Yeah. Because they often walk around barefoot in fields yeah. with like, you know, they cows and animals sanitation and, and human poop. Yeah. Another type of hookworm can be transmitted via the ingestion of larvae. Most people don't have symptoms when they're infected with the hookworms. They just spread it around. Wait. Oh, my God. They don't have symptoms when they're infected? When it's in their poop, they don't have symptoms? That's what I read. Let's see. Okay. So when huh. do they have symptoms? A person with a heavy infection may experience abdominal pain, diarrhea, loss of appetite, weight loss, fatigue, and anema, which makes anema sense. Anema or anemia? Anemia. Oh, okay. Who's anema? Huh. I don't know. <laughs> you said it, not me, baby. I know. A person I was like, with is that new. A person with a light infection may have no symptoms. Okay. okay. Maybe I left out a word. It's like one worm. Okay. But not a bunch of worms. Yeah. Got it. So you gotta oh have a real bad God. case of worms to get oh. really sick with it. I'm gonna call into work with worms. Mark my words. <laughs> if I call this into work, work. Me, text you, <laughs> I have worms I can't record today. Yeah, this Do is Do not work. ask any follow-up questions. <laughs> Historically, people have used poop as a biological weapon. The Scythians would oh, use... We'll get to it. Yes. Would use po poisoned arrows during warfare, tainted with a mixture of viper venom, corpses, human blood, and poo. I corpses? Would, like rotting human flesh? Yeah, they'd dip it in the that dead bodies. shit over the walls and... But they'd put the arrows in the dead bodies to get all that bacteria. Yeah, guarantee whoever got shot, even if it was just like a minor wound, they would yeah, get you die later. And die. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Holy shit! Venom, I mean, corpse juice, kind of blood, and poop. Yeah. If these arrows were to puncture someone, it would cause major infections. In 12th century China, they would catapult an explosive device made from hemp string, gunpowder, poop, and poison. So this device would be lit before it was flung at the enemy. So basically, it was like a, ca a cannon, a big what, poop yeah, a bomb. bomb. What yeah. did the 
purpose of the poop serve, or was it like sulfur in the poop it's that rained helped down make on it you. explosive? I think just infection. Why not? Oh. It was probably an adhesive agent somehow too. Got it. Okay. And yeah, if it's like you know physically harming you, and then raining shit. infectious <laughs> shit all over your yeah. wounds. Not great. And potentially it's in your water supply. And Oh, God. Okay. More recently okay. in 2009, Russian guy Alexander Georgiev <laughs> filed a patent for a device that would allow tanks to fire shit. No, we don't need that to happen. There are so many people spending so much time Learning how to rain shit down on Learning the masses. Learning how to make worse weapons. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you're if you're fighting in active battle and you're stuck in a tank and you have to shit in there, it's a way to expel it and also a way to cause damage Infect outside people. of the tank. Yeah. yeah. His patent was approved. So oh, great. Destroy morale. Yeah. yeah. God. According okay. to the Guinness Book of World Records in 2017, George Franzen obtained the title of the world's largest coprolite collection. So coprolite uh, yeah. is also known as fossilized Fossil fossilized feces. I gave a little bit of that to Bill as an early gift. Mm -hmm. That's cute. Mm -hmm. I have some somewhere, but I don't remember where it is. It's not that cute looking. I think it is. I think it's cute, the little poopies. <laughs> My it's uncle David cute. has one that looks like a like a full human turd. turd. <laughs> awesome. SS Black Poo. He used to keep it on his desk at work. It's like we one of really my earliest memories. We really should have fossilized Kenyon's epic shit. <gasps> oh. Live on. Had it not flushed, it would still be there today. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it's fossilized somewhere. We get our deposit back. In, in the, the bed of the bay. Down still in the silt. Still rattling around that boat's tank. It's, it's still sank the slowly turning, trying to flush. <laughs> I don't know why we're slowly capsizing on this one side. <laughs> Check the toilet. Okay. Oh my God. So coprolites are rock hard and have no smell. So at the time, Franzen had amassed 1,277 pieces of prehistoric poop since starting his collection as a paleontology student. He has collected poop from 15 states and eight different countries worldwide, which I don't think is that impressive. No, I thought you were going to say much bigger numbers. Yeah. Well, Not that get, get on it, Franzen. Seriously. Like, Keep someone up. has to have the world's biggest collection, but it's just not that impressive. Right. Forensically speaking, thank you, Amanda, there are a couple of different tests investigators can use to determine whether a suspected sample is, in fact, poop. Because maybe it's chocolate. Maybe Taste it's test. stinky dirt. Who knows? One of these tests is called the, I don't know how to say any of this, Eurobalinogen test which detects bilirubin, which mm -hmm. is the brownish-yellow byproduct of the breakdown of the red blood cells that we discussed up top. Mm -hmm. So it's basically exclusive to poop. Mm -hmm. Without blood or mucus present, though, this test can't determine the species of origin, only that it is some kind of poop. Okay. okay. DNA can be extracted from as little as 10 milligrams 
wet weight of feces. Also, wet weight really grossed me out. Mm -hmm. Nasty. That's also a very, and we'll kind of get to it, but that's like a recent technology, Mm. being able to extract DNA from feces. I was surprised Mm -hmm. to learn that the DNA from a certain individual's poop is exactly the same DNA as what you'd get from their blood. Yeah. And I don't know why that surprised me, but it did. But yeah. the process of getting it is obviously not the same. So I, they must have, they developed mm. this technology mm-hmm. like in the 2000s. So watch out if you're pranking people. Bandit. Yeah. Use dog poop. So mm. particular crimes can be solved specifically from fecal samples, including <laughs> illegal dumping. <laughs> uh, when I saw that, what did they call it? Fly, fly fitting fly or something? Fitting. It's a, Bri- oh, it's so it's a British way of saying it. I had to Google it. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Okay. But like, I've never if you're, heard that. If you're dumping all of your own trash, like Kenyon, we had to do this in China. You can't mm-hmm. flush toilet paper, so you just had to put all your poopy toilet paper in a garbage bag, and then we just kind of put that near the closest public garbage can. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. Oh, I God. forgot about that, too. I blocked out a lot. Blocked out a lot. So fly fitting, I- illegal dumping. Mm-hmm. Also harassment. Like if you shit on your neighbor's lawn, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they can figure out whose shit it is. Mm -hmm. Bestiality. Don't want to even think about how that works. Okay. Well, usually I don't want to think about it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Take a sample, swab it, send it to the lab. Rape, particularly if anal sexual assault is involved, Mm -hmm. but also not exclusively, but that makes sense. There could also just be an abnormal mental aberration involved that would cause a person to shit themselves while they're committing a crime or mm-hmm. just plain nervousness. You just, just shit yourself. I don't know. Or sometimes they linger and uh, don't flush. You know, like well, sometimes it's like will. also yeah. an intentional calling card. Yeah. Like I'm, I was actually bummed that I already covered that case of like, the guy who was the serial killer who was like murdering women in bathtubs, like stabbing them in yeah. bathtubs. And then he would take those like rancid. He was like sick. And he took those like rancid, like purple shits. Oh, yeah. yeah. And left them in the toilet. That was yeah. so weird. Also, um, Amanda Knox. Wasn't there shit oh, I, in the toilet at the victim? We'll get to it. That oh. was going to be my case that I. Oh, OK. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. all right. An investigator would also look for fecal transfer on clothing, underwear, Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what are they called? Uh, streaks. Streaks. Because straight men think it's gay to clean your butt. <laughs> I promise you, it's, it's not. not. What is with the streaks in the underwear? They don't, I don't know, know. Get you a man wipe. who they don't want to spend day. Yes, they don't want to spend time with their hand I'm by not, their butthole. I'm not putting up with that. No. Nope. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, get some wipes. Mm-hmm. We have a tushy. It's have the best. Have some dignity. Yeah. Literally. Also, doesn't it get itchy when you leave yes, shit on your butthole? Yes, I'm not. Y'all are disgusting. <laughs> there are Wash, full, yes. There are full communities of straight, primarily white men who think it is like, quote unquote, gay to wash your butt. Because they don't want to touch their own buttholes. They've never. What? They're just like yes. unhygienic in general. Like they well, don't sure, wash but their it, hands I'm, after they pee. Specifically, there's like a whole. That's a real of, thing. Yes, I thought that was just a real. joke. So no, stupid. no, no. It's real. Oh it's God. real. Okay. okay. Well, it's yeah. Nasty. Poop kind of gets everywhere. So yeah. good chance of transfer poop. 
Also, close the toilet bowl before you flush. Yeah. Because she sprays mm. all over your toothbrush. Yeah. It's really gross, actually, that mm-hmm. we keep our toothbrushes in the bathroom. Someday I want to have the little poop room. Its own room. Mm. Separate from. That's nice. The, the you know, sinks. When I had a then medicine you can get cabinet. ready while the other person's pooping. Yeah. 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 When I had a medicine cabinet in my old place, I used to keep my toothbrush in there. That's smart. But mm-hmm. I don't have that now. Wow. So DNA from a poop sample can be matched up with a blood or saliva sample that might already be on file to identify someone. Again, this really shocked me and I was very impressed. Also, coolest of all, the color of a perp's poop can be an indicator of drug use. Oh, oh yeah, because I think if you do like heroin or, mm-hmm. or you know, opioids, you can get really, really constipated. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And other, just other chemical, I, d- d- know, I didn't Google whatever. the details, Various. but if it's, if it's green or if it's black or if it's red, even that can indicate certain chemicals. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to close this out, I have a couple fun facts. I know my Just segment, to pinch this right, off. Just to pinch this um. off. <laughs> Sloths only poop once a week. And when they do, it's called the poop dance. Oh, should have buried the lead much. Sap, that's so cute. It's so cute. So this is from Mental Floss. Two two toed sloths often let her rip from the trees, but three toed sloths follow a bizarre routine that has baffled scientists. They typically make their way down to the forest floor to relieve their backed up bowels because they only go once a week. And Mm -hmm. once they get there, they do a little poop dance while digging a little hole with their feet to poop inside the hole. They're making a patty. That's, yeah. That's the cutest thing ever. Oh my uh, god. Often Amanda, you're not allowed to adopt a three-toed sloth. <laughs> I want one. Oftentimes they will have a favorite tree picked out to poop at the bottom of. Stop. And then after they're done with their business, they finish up with another dance to cover up their poop. Oh, they pat they pat down the dirt How over their sloths are incredible. <laughs> They're so weird. They're I so love weird. them. I love. I like the noises they make. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in 1961, Italian artist Piero Manzoni filled 90 tin cans with his own poop, labeled it artist's shit, and then <sighs> sold them. Love it. They were Wow. They were priced according to their equivalent weight in gold. <laughs> Love it's it. It's giving OnlyFans. Totally. Like early OnlyFans. Absolutely. I love it. Over the years, many of these cans have actually exploded due to gas-producing bacteria trapped inside. It's like that girl I covered on Gak, who's like a TikTok slash OnlyFans star who was like selling her farts in a jar. She's from 90 Day Fiance. Okay. She got really sick because she was like eating crazy shit to get these farts. Yep. Girl. Be careful. You don't have to actually do that. She just sends jars of of air. I know. Um, Okay. So- the poop cans exploded. Um, this didn't seem weird to many people because the remaining cans um, now see are now seen as really rare and worth way more than their equivalent in gold now. The like mm. survive the ones that didn't explode. Do you think they gain or lose value when they explode? Mm. There's nothing left. I mean, so probably lose. But you'd have an exploded can. 
I wonder. Pretty cool. It's still art. <laughs> Pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I think no, I spend, need to invest. Spend the Sonya's college fund. I do fund. not understand. But <laughs> Please spend Sonya's college fund on I... exploded cans that might be like Renaissance era it's art cans. The new Bitcoin. Art it's the new Bitcoin. Shit collector. Shit coin. I'm sure <laughs> that already coins. exists. Whatever. Okay. Kulpi Luwak. I think I'm saying that right. I actually, I think I'm saying it wrong. Whatever. It's Why am I so confident? Copy something. Kulpi Luwak is the world's like poop. Is the world's most exp- exclusive and expensive coffee. Mm. It's produced from coffee beans, which are partially digested by the Indonesian palm civet. There's a picture on the drive. So it's cute. like a little monkey cat thing. Oh, that is really cute, but mm-hmm. I do not want to eat its coffee shits mm. um, or drink them. And then they're poop, and then they're the coffee beans are then pooped out. And it's not really a type of coffee, but rather a production method. So yeah, they gather up the little coffee turds, and then the outer layer of the excreted bean is removed and cleaned thoroughly before being roasted. We- I don't care how thoroughly it's cleaned. You've tried well, it, haven't you? I have not tried this coffee, but. We currently own a bottle of gin. It's one of the few things that we brought back from South Africa oh in our luggage because oh no. we weren't allowed it's to illegal, pack it. isn't it? It's not illegal. Well, maybe here it is, but it's gin made from elephant poop. Cool. It's Can the I same come over thing. when you bust it open? Absolutely. Like they eat and then just excrete the elderberry or whatever, elder elder whatever it whatever. is. It's, it's made they of. eat some leaves, something the elephants do, and then they poop, and then their poop is taken and dried and processed or whatever, and then turned into gin. Cool. Juniper juniper berry. That's yeah. what it is. I don't know if it's actual juniper berries that they eat or something similar. I mean, it must be because that's what gin is made from. I don't know. I'll Google it. That's so weird. Um, well, according to this, this I don't love it. I'm I do. not gonna lie. The, don't love this it. coffee is not bitter and is super aromatic. Mm-hmm. I bet its profile has been described as smooth, earthy, and Ooh. sweet with a hint of chocolate. A type four shit. The ideal type four. Yeah, I love a good type four. All right, Ugh. the gin is called Inlovu, which means elephant. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's from Elephant Dung, blah, blah, blah. I'm on their website. It's great. I don't know. There's a there's a photo of a man picking dung out in the bush. I just have to imagine that they're eating juniper berries because if they're calling it gin, that's like the foundation of what gin, the of what gin is made from. I understand that, but yeah. I don't know if they're just adding juniper berries to make it sure. gin. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Also, maybe in this in a way that vodka can be made out of out of several different like base materials. Right. I guess. Yeah. That's it's weird. made using multiple flavoring runs. I don't <laughs> think that clears anything up. All right, I the, love it. The extracted botanicals from the dung are just infused into the gin. Okay, because I don't think they, I don't think are juniper berries are growing in the bush where the sure. elephants are. Got it. That okay. makes sense. Well, I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. Okay, <laughs> we've wow. also gotten to the bottom of my segment. Well uh, done. Good. Thanks. Good. good I feel work. much relief. 
<laughs> I love right. that journey for you. Let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. I'm sure this will be the last ad breaks we ever have. <laughs> oh, God. And uh, Tushy, get at us. And, We've already promoted right? you once. Yeah. And then on to my case, which again, super sad. Trashy. Can't wait. I have really sensitive skin, and did you know that the skin on your scalp is, is skin? Is still skin? Because <laughs> <laughs> I have found out the hard way in the past, and yeah. so now I am religious about mm-hmm. finding products that are made with clean ingredients, but that still actually work. Mm-hmm. When it comes to my hair and scalp health, I don't want a trade-off. I mm-hmm. want them both to be happy and thriving. And I get that from Vegamore. Their products are made with clean ingredients and they give me visibly healthy hair and scalp. Listen, as someone who has extensions, your scalp health is so important Mm -hmm. it's so important because you want to make sure that your scalp is nourished so that like the growth that's happening underneath you know your hair extensions or a protective style is still you know going you want that foundation strong correct you want that strong foundation and then pepper in all of the other complexities about my hair the coloring the thinness the the fineness the length it, it really is like hitting the jackpot when you find something like Vegamore. And with Vegamore, I am able to maintain visibly thicker, fuller, shinier, longer hair without all the harsh ingredients. And every adorable little pink bottle of Vegamore, all of these products are 100% cruelty-free. They are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones, which you don't want anyway, just like for your bod. Yeah, just like around your space. Not good. But if you aren't prioritizing your bod and maybe you want to prioritize at least maintaining your vibrant color in your hair, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff strips that color out. You don't want to use that. What's even better is that Vegamore's value kits, like the Grow Essentials kit, which I got first, and it gave me all of these like l- smaller sizes of products mm-hmm. at a great saving so I could try a bunch of products out. And now it's like, okay, I know that I want the Grow Serum. I know that I want the Lash Serum. Like I, I know love the Lash Serum. Obsessed. It's like I got to know all of these great products that are in the Grow Essentials kit. I got to you know, identify with my favorites. And then those are the ones that I order again and again and again. And when you sign up for a monthly subscription, you save more and then you never run low on the products that you need to take care of your hair. Talk about a set it and forget it for your hair care, like obsessed. The key is consistency in your routine for your most beautiful, healthy looking hair. So like I said, that Vegamore Grow Serum, I will use it daily. Mm -hmm. I don't wash my hair more than maybe once a week, Mm -hmm. but I have a pretty dry skin. I have a pretty dry scalp. And when you have hair extensions, they don't benefit from all of that natural oil that like the hair that's actually connected to the root and your scalp benefits from. So you got to oil them up. Give them that serum. Yes. So I put that gross serum on my scalp. It just keeps my scalp feeling like so nourished and so soothed. And then I can go longer between wash day. And fun fact, Vegamore sells one bottle of Grow Serum every 15 seconds on their website. So, like, if you don't believe me, that's how great this stuff is. So give your hair the power of the little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, Wine and Crime listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash gals. 
G-A-L-S and use that code GALS at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash GALS, code GALS to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash GALS, code GALS and treat your hair. Treat it. Y'all, it's a really chaotic time of year. Like yeah. summer's coming to a close, school is starting, routines are totally changing. And whether, even if you don't have kids, it's like all of these transitions are still happening like in your orbit. Things are changing with work, things are changing with your home care, like the holidays are approaching. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And I know that my anxiety is heightened at this time of year all the time. Mm-hmm. And I realized that uh, talking to a therapist can really help me get through those transitional periods of just the normal calendar year, you know? But I wasn't really sure how to get started. And then I discovered Talkspace all those years ago, and it has totally changed my situation. Talkspace made it so easy to find a therapist that I loved. And it's so convenient because you just meet online. You can do it at home or wherever you're the most comfortable. It's the best. It's made a huge difference. That's right. So Talkspace can help with any like specific challenges you might be facing. It is the number one online therapy platform. They have licensed therapists in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, check, depression, yep. check. check, substance abuse, no, Maybe. <laughs> relationship <laughs> issues, check. check, and much, much more. Check. Uh, I also love the convenience of it. Mm -hmm. There is no need to commute to appointments. You don't have to miss time at work or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. You don't have to wait in traffic. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's mental health care made easy, especially for those of us who struggle a lot with making and following through with appointments. Yeah, it's hard. That's one of my biggest stressors. So why would I have therapy add to that stressor? Mm -hmm. No, thanks. I don't have to. And Talkspace lets you send messages to your therapist so you don't have to wait for your next session. It's just when the thoughts are in your brain, you can thought dump them out via text. Dump that stream of consciousness, baby. Do it. And then you can get a good night's sleep. I, Mm -hmm. I just, I love Talkspace. 10 out of 10. We're obsessed. And as a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash gals. So to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash gals to get $80 off of your first month and show your support for the show. One more time, that's Talkspace.com slash gals and treat your brain. Treat it. Okay, are we ready for my case? Yeah, the really sad one. It is. I got a snack, a comfort snack. Good. You're going to need it. (laughs) Okay. um, I want to preface my case by saying that it's really senseless and it is truly heartbreaking. And the topic of sexual kinks Mm -hmm. are going to come up a little bit. And while we may talk about our own preferences on this episode, nothing we say should be interpreted as kink shaming Mm -mm. because that is not our intention And actually, I think this case in a weird way will demonstrate how dangerous like societal stigmatization of sexual kinks can be. But all but like equally, just like the fear of that stigmatization can be really dangerous. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I don't want to get bogged down in that debate. And I also don't want to like have that debate detract from 
this case. The crime. And yeah. the crime and the fact that like a young life was taken way, way, way too soon. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this story takes place in Southern Colorado in a town called Durango, which is at the mm-hmm. base of the Rockies. It's a very idyllic setting. Colorado is gorgeous, gorgeous, not to be Mm. believed. Mark and Elaine Redwine were married in 1989 and lived in Durango with their two children. Their son, Corey, was born in 1992, followed by Dylan in 1999. This was Mark's second marriage. So he also had an older son from a a previous marriage, but his older son didn't live with them. Then in 2000, when Dylan was still just a little baby, Mark and Elaine got divorced. So now Mark's had his second divorce. And this was not some Gwyneth Paltrow-esque conscious uncoupling. This was a pretty acrimonious, drawn-out, messy messy legal Mm -hmm. battle. Hmm. And that ended with the mom, Elaine, getting full custody of Corey and Dylan. But... Mark did retain visitation rights. And at first he didn't really follow through with spending a lot of time with his sons and they were both still fairly young. But like as they got older, I think that changed and he wanted to spend more time with them and or he wanted to piss off Elaine. I don't know. So eventually Elaine and her two boys move 300 miles away to Colorado Springs because like life moves on. Maybe she has a new opportunity or a new relationship. I don't know. She wants to move. She has every right to do that. Mm -hmm. But Elaine and Mark still have to occasionally interact when Mark wants to arrange visits because he Mm -hmm. is entitled to some visitation, but they have to like figure that out because they're 300 miles away. Sure. So in 2010, so about a decade into their divorce, the boys witnessed a fight between their parents who are, you know, not together anymore, but they're interacting. Yeah. And that fight turns violent. And by turns violent, I mean, Mark becomes violent towards Mm -hmm. their mom. And this is probably not the first time that that has happened. But, Mm -hmm. you know, at least Dylan was really little when they stopped living together. So the boys are, like, late teens. Yeah. Dylan is, like, 11 at this point. Okay, so tween. Yeah, and Corey's older. Oh, okay. So the boys decide that they really just would prefer to cut their father out of their lives. And so their visits back to Durango become even more rare. But then this leads to Mark stirring up some legal shit and demanding that his visitation now be mandated. Mm-hmm. But it's like, dude, the boys, like, they saw you get physically aggressive and violent with their mom, and they don't want to be around you. I'm pretty convinced that, like, when shit like this happens, it's not even because the parent wants to be it's with the children. It's just to fuck it's, with the ex. It's mm-hmm. a power and control thing, mm-hmm. especially when violence is involved. This guy and doesn't give a fuck about his kids, or he wouldn't have fucking hit his wife right in front of his children. Mm-hmm. Or at all, for that matter. And... He didn't put in the effort when the kids were little, probably when it was like harder to take care of them. But now mm -hmm. now they can wipe their own ass. So I want to see them all the time just to piss you off. But do they wipe their own ass? Yeah, I hope so. I'm going to (laughs) assume the children are blameless in this. (laughs) So Corey, by this time, is old enough to not be legally obligated to see his father. He's like aged out of the Mm -hmm. custody stuff. But Dylan, who is now 12 years old, has to submit to these mandatory visits with his dad. 
But Corey is a kind and protective big brother, so he decides to accompany Dylan on at least some of these mandatory visits so that he's not alone. Oh, that's sweet. Which is sweet. So for Father's Day weekend in 2011, Mark, Dylan, and Corey go on a road trip together through the Midwest. One night, they're all like chilling, sleeping in their motel. I don't know if Mark is asleep or if they have two motel rooms. Probably they have two motel rooms. I'm not sure. Or maybe he's out. Whatever. It doesn't matter. He's not seeing this. Mm -hmm. Dylan is fucking around, opens his dad's laptop, and happens to see something on his dad's laptop. He is startled. He's probably confused. At first, he's not really even sure what he's looking at. So he wakes up his big brother, Corey. Mm -hmm. What he had stumbled upon totally by accident were photos of Mark engaging in various sexual kinks. Mm -hmm. Specifically, in some photos, he was wearing women's or femme underwear. And then in others, he was wearing adult diapers. Mm -hmm. And then the bulk of the photos involved Mark eating actual shit, presumably Mm -hmm. human shit, out of a diaper. Okay. So these are Mark's private photos. He -hmm. didn't, like, post them anywhere, and the boys didn't intend to find them. They weren't snooping. They just, Mm -mm. it just happened. They're teenage boys with access to a laptop. Right. And they they opened it. Right. Like, what are you going to do? Right. And he, like, you know, Mark, it's his personal laptop. It was probably just in his iPhotos. Right. You know, what his, who is he trying to hide it from? Right. So at first the boys do nothing. Well, actually, at first they document what they found. They, they took photos of the photos with one of their cell phones, which mm-hmm. I feel like is I logical to me. Yeah. Yeah. You want proof. I can't say I wouldn't have done the same right. thing. At that age? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I imagine they closed the laptop and then they only talked about what they had seen with one another. Mm-hmm. So they're processing. It's always horrible to think about your parents having any sexual oh, life, life whatsoever. Yeah. No, thanks. But this, this is, would be a little more shocking. This is a little more shocking, a little edgier. This is also 2011, and mm-hmm. these are two adolescent boys, and they already have a really complicated and bad relationship with, with their, their father. Mm-hmm. They're on a fucking road trip. They're on him. a fucking road trip, staying in Ugh. fucking motels throughout the Midwest. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. It'd be a lot. And they have a lot of anger towards him. He has modeled angry and violent behavior towards both of them in the past. Mm -hmm. Not great. None of this is good. Mm -mm. So almost a year goes by. The boys have not confronted their dad. They have not let on to what they've seen. They only talk about it with each other. Mm -hmm. I don't think they've mentioned anything to their mom either. Mm Mm-hmm. Were they even, like, aware that the photos were sexual in nature? Because it's like, I mean. I think Corey was old enough to have definitely made that connection. It's kind of like when you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think also because the, like, women's underwear photos were first. Mm -hmm. And then. I assume there were context clues in those series of pictures. If it were just the 11-year-old, it might just be way confusing and he right. didn't know what he was looking at mm-hmm. right i don't know yeah but it, but i'm just saying that there's there wasn't another person involved so it was like not that i know overtly. i haven't looked at all of them i've looked at some of them oh god mm-hmm. in Corey, the older brother in his mental framing he and his little brother are a team their dad is the enemy 
and they now have some powerful ammunition to drop on him when they he need it. Mm-hmm. They have something that they think is embarrassing and that they can hold over him because mm-hmm. he has been con- like he has created this situation. If they had a right. loving relationship, it would have been a different situation. Right. It's ammo for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a quote from Corey Redwine. Quote, Dylan lost any reasons for him to look up to Mark that day, describing it as a break in his younger brother's deteriorating relationship with his father. End quote. So then the inevitable happens. Something snaps. Corey and his dad get into an argument. Corey is a teenager. He's pissed off. Mm-hmm. He loses it and he drops the bomb. He tells his dad that they saw the photos. Mm-hmm. And then Corey texts his little brother Dylan and asks him to send the proof, send the photos Oof. of the photos. Oh God, dad's going to freak the fuck out. Saying, hey, s- quote, hey, send me those poop pics of Papa because he gave a speech about you guys being a bad example and I want to show him what he really is. Oh no. Oh, oh no. I don't like where this is going. So... The next time that Dylan was scheduled to visit his father during one of these mandated visits was Thanksgiving 2012. He did not want to go. He knew about the the blowout fight that Corey and his dad had had. He just didn't want to go anyway. To make matters worse, Corey was now 20 and was decidedly not going mm-hmm. on this trip. Yeah, not even to protect his brother. He's out. He's, He's done. out. Mm-hmm. And his brother's older now. You sure. know, he's 13, like, he's, and they just have, he's like, I'm not going to see dad for Thanksgiving. Yeah, like, you gotta no. fend for yourself, right. I'm not doing it. So Dylan had to go alone. And Elaine was really reluctant to send him because she didn't know about all the photos stuff, but she knew how much Dylan didn't want to go. And she knew that Mark had been violent. Obviously, he'd been violent toward her. Mm-hmm. But she would be violating a court order if yep. she didn't make him go. Yeah, she doesn't have a choice. She didn't have a choice. So, and if she had violated a court order, that would have jeopardized her own custody rights in the future. And she she could have lost him forever. Yep. Yeah. And then he would have to spend more time with his dad. Mm -hmm. So she did not have a choice. She had to get him on that plane. Mm -hmm. So Dylan then asked to stay with some of his friends in the area instead of with Mark. But this request was denied. I also don't know how many friends he had in that area still. He had some, but I don't know even how like close they still were because he didn't live there full time maybe mm-hmm. anything would have been better than staying with his dad right. <laughs> right. he's just like hey remember me from sixth grade can i yeah. sleep over right. <laughs> right right and that was denied they were like no you're spending thanksgiving with your dad so on november 18th 13 year old dylan redwine flew from colorado springs to durango he was picked up by mark at the airport Elaine texted her son after his plane landed, making sure that he, he got it picked okay up. And, yeah. yeah. And Dylan, like, like his dad there, like, is my piece of shit ex-husband there? Like, did he pick you up from the airport like he said he would? And Dylan was like, yes. He literally just wrote back, yes, with a frowning face emoji. Okay. Which is so heartbreaking. Do yeah. we know what happened after? Did Corey show the dad the photos I believe after so. Dylan sent them, but we don't really know what the fallout was from that. No. I mean, I, I'm i assuming that... It wasn't great. They weren't speak Like, I, I don't know. Mm-mm. Dylan Redwine, this little 13-year-old boy, would never be seen alive again. Oh, God. 
So Mark would later tell police the following story. On the morning of November 19th, so the next day, Mark says that he left the house to run errands, leaving Dylan sleeping on the couch. But when he came back a few hours later, Dylan was gone. So Mark said that he assumed Dylan had gone for a walk or went to see his friends or something. And, you know, he's 13 and whatever, like maybe he just. Yeah, peace out for a little bit. So Mark says that he started to text him, asking him to come home or at least call back and let him know where he was. When he didn't hear from Dylan for a few hours, Mark said he finally texted his ex-wife saying that he couldn't get a hold of Dylan and like, have you heard from him? Whatever. Elaine had not. She immediately called the cops and filed a missing persons report because Elaine was not fucking around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what Elaine thought had happened initially. She knew that Dylan wanted to stay with his friends and not with his dad. So Mm -hmm. maybe she believed this story and thought her son had tried to like run away or sneak out, hide with his buddies somewhere. But Elaine also knew her ex-husband and his violent temper And even if he had snuck out, like, she, from what I can gather from this story, had a good relationship with her son. And if she had called or texted him and just said, seriously, I I don't care where you are. I just need to know if you're safe. I have to believe that he would have responded. Right. Mm -hmm. And so every alarm bell in her fucking head is going, this is not right. Even if he was mad at you and trying to get away from you, he's still going to talk to me. Right. Mm -hmm. What the fuck is going on? Right. She knew it, it was not okay. Right. So maybe she never believed Mark. Maybe she was instantly suspicious. I don't know. But alarm bells are going off and she's not wasting any time. A week goes by. Dylan is still missing. There are no leads. Mark. Oh, God. Seems curiously unbothered. Yeah. A massive search is ongoing with divers, police dogs, hundreds of volunteers searching for Dylan in like the Colorado wilderness. Wilderness. Yeah. God. Mark does not participate. Elaine also, like, she, like, called to report him missing. And then she and I think her new husband, the the stepdad, I think, like, got in the car and started driving. Immediately went there. Yeah. Yep. A couple of weeks after Dylan's disappearance, the case officially becomes a criminal investigation. Investigators rule out the runaway theory because Dylan's phone was never used. Mm. And he never responded when his friends texted him or Elaine or Corey. And I'm sorry, when when was this? 2011. Okay, so they also have the capacity to track. Track the phone, ping. Cell phones. Mm-hmm. And it, but it was okay. like off. Also, I believe that they interviewed local friends and they were like, no, there was not a plan for him to run away. And like, he's not staying with any of us. Yeah. He's a good boy. Yeah. Poor kid. So Mark Redwine's home and truck are searched and he becomes a person of interest. Mm-hmm. Investigators do find blood in the house. It was on the couch where Dylan had been sleeping. It was on tables, rugs. Mark's girlfriend at the time says that the blood must have come from a year ago when Dylan cut his finger. And no. just sprayed it all around the living room. No. You know, blood exists. There are teenage boys get hurt. It's not Mm. like we don't clean around here. I don't I doubt they did very much. And um, I don't think there was a massive amount of blood. Okay, it wasn't like, oh, someone bled out here. Okay, okay. Then sure, maybe. Yeah, but still. 
So time goes on. Mark is still a person of interest, but they don't have a body and they don't have enough to charge him with anything. Mm-hmm. Mark ends up going on Dr. Phil. No. Ah! Why do they always go on Dr. Phil? With his ex-wife, Elaine, and son, Corey. A what? Yeah. It's a very uncomfortable episode. I haven't watched the whole thing. I have uh, to watch it. Oh, Elaine no. and Corey accuse Mark of having something to do with Dylan's disappearance. Mark on denies it. and On the show? Yeah. Oh. Elaine's not fucking around. She's like, this is her piece of shit ex-husband. Yeah. Wow. That's brave. Why would Mark denies go it? on the show? Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Because he's a narcissist. Mark denies yeah. it, agrees to take a polygraph on the air. <laughs> wow. But this, when it came is... time to take the polygraph, Mark asked that they push it back a day. Uh-huh. Oh, good. What's he going to do? Then that day comes and he says he doesn't feel well. He cancels again. Can we reschedule? Uh-huh. I don't feel well either, Mark. Mm-hmm. I never fucking feel well. Can't recall the last time I did. Nope. Then there is an incredible moment. And yes, this is all on the show. So, Lucy, you can look this up. I'm, I'm looking it up. Where Mark sits between Dr. Phil and some other guy. And they are pleading and trying to pressure Mark into taking the polygraph that he'd already previously agreed to take. Right. And then is now backing out on. And then Dr. Phil goes back to the audience looking exhausted. And he goes on stage with his collar unbuttoned and his tie undone. But like... Ugh. Still theatrically hanging from his neck in a way that only Dr. Phil Dr. Phil is such a drama queen. He is. But he he knows good TV. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he informs the audience that the polygraph never happened. Mark never followed through. So interestingly, at one point, possibly before this episode, Mark did take a polygraph with police, which he failed. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my God. So I don't know why he agreed to take it on Dr. Phil. I think he just was on the spot and was like, right. oh, I'll take polygraph. And then right. and then he was like, no, I'm not doing this. So finally, on June 27th, 2013, some of Dylan's remains, some bones were found in a wooded area about 10 miles from Mark's house. No. Oh, no. I knew, but like I didn't want it. I, I didn't know. want it to be true. Actually, I think first they found one of Dylan's shoes and then they oh, narrowed the search area God. and then they found some bones. There is nothing sadder than like a lone lost child's shoe. Oh, God, I can't. No. Mm-hmm. For sale, baby shoes never worn. It was worn. never worn. Uh. <laughs> so the remains were DNA tested against. This is so sad. They were DNA tested against one of Dylan's baby teeth that Elaine oh. had saved. Honey, keep the yeah, teeth. She's, she's just a kid. What other DNA are they going to have on file for this poor boy? Yeah, but she's a mom and she saved his baby teeth. Hell yeah. It's one of those creepy mom things. It's what you do. What if I got, what's it called? Demanded. Subpoenaed. Of, subpoenaed my vial of baby teeth. Random people's baby teeth. That'd be amazing. That would be amazing. Yeah. But I also Someday, have circumstances. You. Someday if you win the lottery... And you have fun money. You can test them all. Have them all submitted to CODIS against the wishes of the people who gave them to you. Want one all together. (laughs) Send letters to all the the loved ones, the surviving family. 
I was coming out of nowhere, but I tracked you down because I have your baby teeth. I have your child's teeth from 40 Lucy, years I ago. I want our listeners to know, too, that I said something about, like, Sonia getting some of her first teeth because she has two little bottom teeth right now. <laughs> and Lucy goes, oh, are you going to save them for me? And I was like, no, I'm going to save them for, for me. me. A yeah. lot of people don't save them. <laughs> I just like that you immediately asked if you she was going to save them for you, not are you going to save them, period. I should have asked, are you going to save them? And if your answer was no, then, then I would have. Right. I just yeah, jumped. You should have. I jumped the you gun. Jumped the oh, so sorry. It's the worst thing I've ever said. <laughs> I know. I think it's funny <laughs> and telling. I wasn't Definitely offended. not the worst I, thing you've ever was, said. It was just confirmation of who shot. you are. Are you going to yep. save them for me? If you ever get sick of them. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. My baby's going to have DNA everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> okay, so... They they found his remains, and now this is not just a disappearance or whatever. It's this a is murder. it's a murder. Inve- well, it's a death death investigation. Suspicious death investigation. Did they find his whole body? They have, so far they have found a shoe and some bones. Oh, oh okay. God! How long was it that he was disappeared a for? A little over a year. Oh my God! Around a year, June. This poor family in the woods. I can't math. Okay. So Mark starts to tell people that the most likely scenario is that his son had wandered off and was attacked by Knew an animal it. like Animals. a bear or a cougar. Grow mm-hmm. up, Mark. So he starts <sighs> to try to, like, shape the narrative. Jesus. Two years later, Dylan's skull was found five miles from where his bones had been. Separate, way separate. Five and miles the skull separate. probably will reveal some cause of death information. a hole in it. Mm-hmm. The skull helped investigators determine a cause of death. There it is. Dylan had a skull fracture above his left eye. He had died from a sharp blow to the head. Oh, my God. Ew, like an axe. I don't know. I never read about a specific murder weapon. Sharp blow to the head. I mean, it could have been any heavy object. Sharp object. Yeah. It's interesting that it's not blunt force trauma. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, sharp does kind Fireplace of imply, poker. yeah, the blow, <gasps> blow, the blow poke. poke or an axe or, yeah. Even a and, certain you know, type of a lamp. Sure. Something with a sharp edge. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I'm going with axe. Well, so now police ask Mark to take a second polygraph. I'm sure they now want to question him about some of this new information because now they- Phil needs a follow-up episode. Mm-hmm. And he refuses. It is reported that Mark was seen driving an ATV near where Dylan's remains were found just days before that area was searched. He was checking. Fuck. Ew. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so gross. Mm-hmm. Plus, Mark's first wife, Betsy, ATV. tells investigators that if her ex-husband were to get rid of a body, he would, quote, do it in the mountains. So she's not like, no, he would never. She's yeah, like, like, I know exactly shit. where you would do it. <laughs> but it'd probably be around the mountains because he's got this fucking ATV and he lives out there. And oh, why wouldn't God. you do it that way? Right. Don't trust a grown man with an ATV who lives in the mountains. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not great. cute. It's also very obvious from the way that he was like, well, I have a theory. That, yeah. Like, that's exactly how he wanted it to look. Correct. 
Don't offer oh, a theory. Must, must be a bear. Yeah, never offer a theory if you're no. in the hot seat. No. Yeah. So then the photos get leaked to the public. And honestly, uh, I am not judging. I wonder judging. if Corey did it. I forgot yeah. about the poop photos. Mm-hmm. I'm not judging whoever did it. Maybe Corey did it. Maybe Elaine did it. Maybe one of the mm-hmm. lawyers did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it doesn't matter what it doesn't the kink matter. is. Mm-mm. Like, this guy is a piece of shit. And if I had something on him that he didn't want the public to know mm-hmm. and I was in this situation, I'd probably leak his shit too. Because right. I know I'm a piece of shit and I hate this fucking well, guy. Well, I think sometimes when someone murders their own son yeah, yeah. out of vanity and embarrassment, maybe yeah. they don't get to have privacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Whatever. So Mark claims that these are photoshopped. That's all part of, for lack of a better word, a smear campaign. Oh, God. (laughs) Against him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're on such a streak. (laughs) (laughs) I had a pretty good run. No! <laughs> that was a no! smooth, smooth transition. Uh, Thank you for all those compliments, but don't be a brown noser. Oh. <laughs> oh shit, Amanda's gonna bark. <laughs> She's gonna blow. She's gonna get the back of the bowl. <laughs> okay. Uh, nobody's buying it. So he's like, these are me. No, no, you fucking suck, dude. You're full of shit. (laughs) They're you. You're a piece of shit. You're full of shit. Nobody's buying your shit. Mm -hmm. So the evidence against Mark is mounting. He now had motive, means, and opportunity to commit this heinous crime. Mm-hmm. Now that they have Dylan's remains, investigators get cadaver dogs to search Mark's home and clothing and the dogs alert to the smell of death in the home. <sighs> Finally, in August of 2017, Mark Redwine is arrested and charged with second-degree murder and child abuse resulting in death. Still, it took years for this case to get to trial, mm-hmm. partially because of COVID, but not entirely, which didn't begin until 2021. Oh, my mm. God. Yeah. Was he sitting in jail that whole time waiting for his trial? I don't know if he got bonded out or not i'm not sure i don't Mm -hmm. think you can be out on bail if you're convicted of like certain things can you? he wasn't convicted though he was charged oh that's what i mean and it's really more case by case like your your judge there aren't like blanket rules necessarily for that yeah Mm -hmm. i don't know i didn't read anything about really high bond probably or you know an affordable bond for him but with the stipulation that he's essentially on house arrest until trial yeah Yeah, I don't know. I gotta watch more TV. So (laughs) he pleads not guilty. The prosecution's theory is not complicated. They allege that Dylan may have brought up the photos during an argument Mm -hmm. or even just alluded to them or even just said, you're a piece of shit. Right. Or even not the photos didn't come up at all. He just gave them a look. I have a feeling. I have a feeling they did, though. I I they probably I, did, but they yeah. don't have evidence that that they did. No one else was in the room, so they're not going to know. True. It just really, that, that to me, feels like the most powerful motive right. for, for something like this. So somehow Mark gets pissed, angry, blows up, hits his child in the head, kills him. 
then figures he has to get rid of the body, knows he has to try to hide the, yep. the wound to the head, decapitates the body, probably oh in an effort to disguise the remains, if they were ever found, goes up just, into the mountains and hides them. Your own son. Your own son. That's what bears and wolves do, too. They just decapitate and then take the head somewhere else. He's not yeah. the brightest yeah. bulb. Yeah, the your diff- own child. Oh, Jesus fuck. Which, like, honestly... I think this is probably the most likely theory, and it's the the strongest case that the prosecution could have made to try to get a conviction. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that this was premeditated. Mm. You no. know? Okay. Set his house for Thanksgiving. The other son's not there to defend him. Right. I could definitely see it. I could see it either way, honestly. Yeah. I could see uh, we got into a fight. I'm abusive anyway. Yeah. I'm going to whack you with this fucking thing. But, oh, shit. I killed you. Now I'm scrambling to figure right. out how to cover it up. Right. I could see either one. The dad already knows that Dylan has the photos. Right. I don't know if he did at that point, though, because it was Corey who had confronted him. And we don't know if Corey told yeah, him that ma- Dylan saw yeah. it, too. Yeah, Maybe Corey never. So it could have taken him by surprise right. to be like, oh, shit. Now both my kids right. have seen these. And that could have contributed to how... He responded in that moment. How reactive he was, yeah. Right. Like, the fear is even more overwhelming because now it's like, oh, shit, the cat's really out of the bag. Right, yeah. Or the diaper, so to speak. Either one. So the defense stuck with the animal attack theory and was essentially like, let's not kink shame poor Mark and the photos have nothing to do with this and they're just trying to, again, smear him. Mm -hmm. Which honestly is not a terrible defense. Like, I think because the cadaver dogs alerted to the scent of like uh, human death in Mark's home, then that's all the evidence we really need. But like, mm-hmm. it's not the worst defense. It's mm-hmm. fair to say leave the photos and the kink right. stuff out of it because it right. should be unrelated. No, and if the only reason that it's even related in any way is because it could have sparked a reaction. Yeah, right, right. it could be the motive. Right. And otherwise, like, it would not have been entered into evidence at all and should not. Should right. not. It's not applicable. Not applicable. Right. It's if not Mark applicable. Wasn't a a yeah. monster. No. It has nothing he to do showed, with it. Exactly. His kinks have nothing to do with him being an abusive piece of right. shit. It could have been any other thing Anything. that his son did or said to set him off that mm-hmm. could have gotten him to mm-hmm. hit him over the head. That he You're was it's just In this about, case, or- it likely happened to be sensitive photos that he didn't right. want shared publicly. Right. That he didn't want his family or his children to know. Right. Could have been anything else. Right. Exactly. So the... Prosecution then counters, they bring in a bear expert to testify that in November, when Dylan <gasps> went missing, expert. Almost, Dwight Schrute. <laughs> I love bear expert. almost all the bears would be deep into hibernation in that oh, area. Okay. Uh, so the timeline doesn't add up. And would not be out and about hunting kids or even like having to protect their young unless Dylan. Hunting, period. Yeah, hunt, unless Dylan like crawled into like a bear. Hole, which there's no evidence that he did. Wow. So the bear theory is doesn't hold water. Oh I my lo- god, that's brilliant. The I bear love expert. Bear expert. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Science. So, Science. I love it. So the trial goes on for five weeks, but it only took the jury one day of deliberation to find Mark Redwine guilty of second degree murder and mm-hmm. child abuse, and he was he sentenced to 48 years in prison. Bye bye. Oh. 
How old was Mark at the time of his sentencing? Do we know? He's going to die. Just want to know if he's going to die in prison. Yeah. He's going to die in prison. I think especially he's going to die in prison. Especially being a okay. child abuse. Sure. Resulting in death guy in prison. Listen. He's not a particularly healthy looking dude. And 48 okay. years is a long time. And he sure has is. one kid who's already in his 20s. That's elderly for a Victorian child. Can you believe? Yeah. No. 48. My God. And he's got an older kid than in his 20s. So he's got a kid who's probably in his late 20s. Sure, 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 Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. So math. Math it up. Okay. Yeah, he's probably in his 60s at least when he was sentenced. So the judge said later in an interview with the Durango Herald, quote, I have trouble remembering a convicted criminal defendant that has shown such an utter lack of remorse for his criminal Mm. behavior. It was all about him. God. That's wild. Mark did not speak at his sentencing hearing. Instead, he wrote a response that honestly just reads like a fucking Trump tweet. And this is part of it. Is it in all caps? Basically. (laughs) Are random words capitalized for no reason? Just imagine this in Trump's voice. Quote. Oh, no. Innocent of all charges. Miscarriage of justice. Fake conviction. Sham trial. Oh, my God. This is literally what Trump is on trial for. Trump George hired Mark Redwine to be his speechwriter. <laughs> Social media manager. Mark Meadows. Uh, Redwine. <laughs> <laughs> I take this circumstance very seriously and want to make clear that I, too, have lost a child I love more than life itself. I will fight for true justice, not for myself, but for Dylan. I have always shown remorse for the things that I am guilty of. Stand against fake justice. Fake wow. News. Mm-hmm. Wow. God, what a psycho. He yeah. doesn't even try. Not even a little bit. Nope. Calling the death of his child this circumstance. Uh, I can't. Mm-hmm. But I am not going to let that asshat have the last word, even if it is from behind bars. So this is something that Elaine had to say about her beloved son. Mm-hmm. Quote, Dylan was sweet. He was funny. He was charismatic. He was very empathetic. He really cared about people and their feelings. Just very sweet. Oh. And it's just fucking senseless and so sad. Horrible. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Just decapitating your own kid. Even post-mortem. I just. Yeah. That's next level. Killing killing your own kid because you're embarrassed. Well, right. And like, okay. I'm not, I'm obviously not sympathizing with anyone in this situation. However, I can like understand psychologically yeah. the the freak out, the hit over the head. Oh my God, oh my God, what have I done? Mm-hmm. But like, that's where it ends for me. Mm-hmm. That's when you turn yourself in, you call the police. You die by it's suicide. O- it, 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 it's over. You what, don't like, cover it's it up done. and continue you to co- lie and go on Dr. Phil. It's, it's the Dr. Phil, but like... The decapitation, the the dismembering of your own the, child, the riding around on an to ATV, your, dropping to save parts, your own butt. the driving the head five miles I, away. It's so beyond anything I could ever comprehend happening in nature. I like, can't. and then getting caught and not taking even taking any lick of responsibility no. for what you've done. Because it's all I, about I do him. think it's all about him, and I do think that people like this. Again, not to forgive or explain away anything, but I think that he is so deep in his delusion that there's even a part of him that 
Yeah. Well, truly believes he's innocent. Like Trump. Yes. Yeah. It's so, I can't, I can't Narcissistic comprehend it. Narcissistic abusers mm-hmm. yes. cannot feel guilt. Nope. Uh-uh. So they will twist a circumstance Everything. Yeah. into such a way in that they are the victim, mm-hmm. no matter what. It's so sick. Yeah. yeah. It's so sick. Yeah. Wow. Well done. Yeah. Fucking yikes. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh-huh. good job. Little break? Well, yeah, I'm not saying it's going to get a lot better, mm. but it's not that bad where Great. we're going. I'll take okay. it. Yeah. Any improvement? Who would have thought feces fiascos? What a day, oh people. God. What's your quick word from our sponsees and then come back and uh, wrap this bad boy up? Yeah. Step into a world of nonstop action on DraftKings Casino. Play the classics like blackjack, roulette, and slots, plus enjoy exclusive games that you can't find anywhere else. Right now, new customers can get a deposit match up to $100 in casino credits when you deposit $5 or more, and it's so easy. All you have to do is sign up, select the offer, make your deposit, and start playing from a full suite of games. Your way is the only way to play on DraftKings Casino. Play online on your time, in your space, and within your means, and it is safe secure and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you're ready download the DraftKings casino app now sign up with the promo code gals and new customers get a deposit match up to 100 in casino credits when you deposit five dollars or more only on DraftKings casino with promo code gals gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER michigan new jersey pennsylvania west virginia please play responsibly in partnership with hollywood casino at charlestown races in west virginia all games regulated by the west virginia lottery in connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org 21 plus physically present in connecticut michigan new jersey pennsylvania west virginia only void in ontario one per opt-in new customer minimum five dollar deposit max match 100 dollars in casino credits which require one time playthrough within seven days see terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice restrictions apply all right so i like shook over how many crimes have been solved by feces mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah so just we're going to follow my ADHD bounce house brain for my segment tonight. When this topic was selected, hashtag hot girl summer, like we talked about earlier, I started going down kind of an, Aman- <laughs> an Amanda Knox <laughs> rabbit hole because a huge part of her defense was the unflushed turd in her toilet during the timeline of the crime, mm. which forensic DNA linked to Rudy Geed or Gade. I'm not sure uh, how to pronounce his last name. Sorry. Rudy G. Giddy Gwede, exposing him as the killer of Meredith Kircher. But I really didn't want to cover that case because it's way too overdone. I knew Kenyon was doing a dark case. I started writing it. I got bored. I didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. But it did get me wondering what cases have been solved by shit. Mm -hmm. So I compiled some short dives to satisfy my wandering mind. Yes. I love your short dives. Mm -hmm. I do too. First one's real sad. I mean, a lot of them are really sad, but... It's fine. In 1997, Gail Shirley and her 16-year-old son returned home from running errands in their Ventura, California neighborhood, and she immediately realized that their home had been broken into. So scary. I know. Uh, She's got her 16-year-old son. His name is Jake. 
She called 911 to report the burglary and didn't realize that the culprit was still in the home hiding in her closet. Oh, God. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Mm-mm. While she's in another room and while on the phone with 911, Jake, her son, could be heard in the background screaming, I just got stabbed. Oh, my followed God. by the sound of the front door of their home slamming. Oh, my God. She never saw the attacker and police arrived to this poor woman administering CPR on her son and sobbing for him to, quote, breathe for mommy. Oh, as my God. Bleeding out. Yep. So he was rushed to an area hospital, but his blood loss was far too severe, and he died within hours of the Amanda. attack. Amanda! Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Did what Why? I could. Just two sons dying on an episode of the podcast. It's, it this, is, this episode is, is as dark as Kenyon's shit in Mystic, yeah. Connecticut. Yes! It is. Oh, my God. So she didn't see him, and now the only person who did see him had died. So this poor kid, he'd been stabbed three times in the neck and stomach, and one of the errands that Jake and Shirley had run that morning was taking Jake to do his driver's test that he had just passed that day. That's like the best day of your young life. Yeah, he was like freshly 16, just got his driver's license. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. You're a monster. I know. The knife used in the attack was found on the ground a few blocks away, and DNA matched the blood on the knife to Jake. The evidence in the home included a palm print and feces left at the scene. So bizarre. The feces, as described in court, was, quote, a huge pile of human feces inside a laundry basket in Shirley's bedroom closet where he'd been hiding. So was he hiding in there for so long that he, like, had to take a shit? Well, we don't actually know because he doesn't explain it. But the theory is, obviously, he's hiding in there when Shirley and Jake return home. He was so and excited. He either, he, he either felt the urge and couldn't hold it and didn't want to reveal himself or left it as like a foul calling card because he was he had so he actually was, been burglarizing right. houses in the neighborhood for like years before this. Right. Isn't it like so, a thing, like a it's act- a thing? Uh, no, Poop like a, bandits. I haven't finished my sentence. A Sorry, real thing that thing. people shit in, like targets. Yeah, we've talked I'm, about this. I'm not Barnes talking. I'm not talking about Barnes and Noble. I'm talking about like specifically shitting out like in, in the, the aisle, o- in the aisle, out yeah. in the open in a Poop target. Bandits. Oh, that's a thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Not even if they're burglarizing something. Just, like, oh, you could be it's, labeled it's a like poop a, bandit. It's like a thrill-seeking They're like thing. defecationists. Like exhibitionists. Defecators. Yeah. And I was cool. going to do a whole thing on poop bandits, but I just ran out of time. Mm. So, it's 1997. We still didn't have the proper technology to extract DNA from feces. So, with the palm print returning zero leads, I don't think they could get, like, a good fingerprint match mm-hmm. off of it. So the case went cold for years, years and years and years and years. Years? Like f- almost 20 years. Oh my God. Should have had a ring doorbell. I guess not 20 years. Yeah, almost. Well, yeah. Tw- 1997 to April of 2014. So a long fucking time. There's no way to know. Yeah, yeah. Almost 20 years. So <laughs> April of 2014, scientists, like forensic scientists with the Ventura County Sheriff's Forensic Sciences Lab, Take another look at the evidence because recently the technology had developed enough. It's 17 years. There you go. That's almost 20 years. I nailed it. (laughs) 20 seconds later. Had developed enough since the murder to extract DNA from the poop that they had collected at the scene. Wow. So they're finally, 
Well, yeah, the case was open. It was just cold. So any evidence that was sitting in the locker. Yeah, thank God. I wonder how they stored it. I don't know. I think it was dried, but you can rehydrate it. Mm -hmm. Like in a mason jar? Like in a Ziploc? I would imagine it was in like some kind of sealed Mm -hmm. Ziploc. Mm -hmm. Like one of those bio Mm -hmm. bags. That's what I'm picturing. So they were finally able to extract DNA from the feces and enter the results in CODIS. And thank God they found a match. A man named Marco Antonio Casillas was serving a one-year term for a 2014 conviction for receiving stolen property and having a prior violent felony when the DNA match was made. And while in prison, he received a murder charge for killing Jake. Mm. When questioned by authorities as to why he was breaking into homes, quote, he told them people commit burglaries for the thrill of doing something bad, said Senior Deputy District Attorney Rebecca Day. She continues to say, I imagine defecating in a woman's closet in a laundry basket was a clear sign of disrespect that gave the defendant that thrill, but he didn't just do something bad. He killed a 16-year-old boy whose life was cut short so the defendant could escape uh, getting caught. Yeah, that's not Uh, just a thrill. That's murder. That's just. He murdered a child. So fucking awful. And like, okay, yeah, burglary is bad. But, like, you wouldn't have gone to jail for the rest of your fucking life. If you had just Mm -hmm. run out. If you had just run out in the basket. Yeah, you may not have even gotten caught. Like, it it happens all the time that even if they see who broke into their house, you're fucking, I don't know. I don't know. It was, it's just like you said, it's like so fucking senseless. So at trial, his legal team called the 1997 incident, quote, a horrible, horrendous offense, but argued that the prosecution cannot place Casillas inside the home at the time of the killing. What? In his, it's, it's nuts. In his opening statement, his attorney said, quote, he was in the residence sometime that day. Oh, my God. The question, we believe, calls for speculation whether he was there at the time of the murder. Somebody else broke in earlier and pooped in the closet. And stabbed him three times. And stabbed a No, they were saying, we know it was him who broke in earlier and pooped in the closet because the poop matches him. It's someone else who came in and stabbed Jake. That's what I'm saying. From emerging from the closet. Right. So it was clear from the palm print at the scene that Casillas wasn't wearing gloves and his fingerprints and DNA were not found on the murder weapon. So while the prosecution said this is likely because he wiped the handle clean before ditching the right. knife, doy. At least he wiped something. Yeah, exactly. Because there was no other DNA found on that knife except for Jake's and then some like accidental DNA from the actual forensic investigator yeah, so who was it testing it. So it had to have been wiped off. Right. It didn't even have like, if, it, if the knife came from the house, it didn't even have like the family's DNA on it. So- Yeah. So he wasn't wearing gloves. They're like, oh, it couldn't have been him. So the defense is like, no, he probably fucking wiped the knife off. But are the prosecution saying that? But the defense is saying, no, it's because this is causing reasonable doubt as to whether he even held the knife at all. If his if his DNA wasn't on it, they have to try, but they have to try. But it was pretty flimsy. Quote, if Casillas didn't wear gloves in the house, there should be something on this knife, they said. Multiple times the knife was examined, but nothing about this knife brought it back to Casillas. Yeah. Ultimately, the jury did not agree with this logic, and Casillas was found guilty of first-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison. Good. Human feces isn't the only shit that can solve mysteries. Mm. Oh, this one's also really sad. Guys, I (laughs) blew it. Okay. In September of 2000. You really blew it. Really fucking blew my load. 
Wayne Schumacher, Corby Myers, and Lynn Gang- Ganger or Ganger were building a loft in a barn at an upscale home in Lakeville, Indiana, when four men came to burglarize the home on the property mm-hmm. and found, mm-hmm. like, stumbled upon these men working in the barn. Mm-hmm. The men who arrived to burglarize, the burglars, were told about this house and the valuables in it and how to bypass the burglar alarm in order to get in by an 18-year-old teenager named Charity Lynn Payne. Oh, no, Charity Lynn. What a trouble. Charity Lynn, who had once dated, like, a son in the family and I think was probably a little scorned. Mm-hmm. And was spouting <gasps> was off like, about white lotus uh, shit. A little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit of White Lotus. That's the only time Charity Lynn makes an appearance here, but mm-hmm. that's how they figured out about this house and how to break it. It was enough. It was enough. After one of the workers came out of the barn, one of the robbers decided the workers needed to be killed because they may have seen the license plate on their car and, like, their faces. Let's Why just, leap to such... Let's just make everything... Worse. Worse. A lot for worse. everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what makes Ugh. a lot more sense than like maybe getting brought up on burglary charges? Triple homicide. Mm-hmm. God. Jesus fucking Christ. So these dudes, the, the burglars, took the workers back into the barn that they had been working in, tied them up, robbed them, and then shot each of them execution style before heading into the main house to grab whatever valuables they could. Oh, my God. Was this oh, like so a- they're covered in blood before they go in to the okay well yeah i mean they shot them so i don't know how like they're, covered they're in not blood criminal they were masterminds but was no. this like a drugs thing i don't even uh, there's nothing that i read that indicated it was a drugs thing it was just, just robbery Stupid. robberies and i think the ringleader here was a somewhat disturbed young man mm-hmm. who'd had a really tumultuous childhood Mm-hmm. And I think that that Thought was that just... he was playing Grand Theft Auto. Yep, pretty much. Pretty much. Got it. Yeah. So uh, the, the bodies of these three workers were found later that day by the homeowners lying face down on the barn floor, their hands tied behind their backs with duct tape, all dead from gunshot wounds to the head. Oh, Can you imagine coming God. home to seeing like your contractors? Let me check on the progress of the barn loft. What the fuck? Yeah. I I'd have to I'd have to leave that house. I don't think I could ever live there uh, again after seeing that. It's yeah. it's just I'd at least so get rid of the barn. Yeah. Uh, again, just senseless crimes all the fuck around. Yeah. On September 18th, 2000, the state charged 21-year-old Philip A. Stroud, 21, mm-hmm. with three counts of murder, three counts of felony murder, one count of burglary, a Class A felony, and three counts of robbery, all Class B felonies. So he's got a lot of charges. Mm-hmm. He claimed that he only served as the lookout for the burglary, but his three cohorts testified that Stroud was the shooter. Mm-hmm. Realizing his friends were singing like canaries, he admitted to the shootings, But to ensure a slam dunk at trial, investigators also made sure to collect as much physical evidence as possible to place Stroud and his accomplices at the scene. Yeah, because otherwise it could be like... It's my word against yours. They're trying to sell me down the the river here. There's reasonable doubt as to which one is the shooter, so none of them are the shooter. Hmm. They're trying to save their butts. We're going to pin it on Stroud. Right. I mean... Uh, this is the right way to go about an investigation. Right. You, you don't take a confession at face value. No. You just don't. So a pair of shoes belonging to Stroud was collected from his girlfriend's apartment shortly after the murders took place when he was arrested. 
and embedded in the tread of one of the shoes was dog shit. Fuck yes. Yeah. Investigators collected this shit as well as shit from the yard of the crime scene that had been left there by the family dog. I'm telling you, don't try to murder me in my home because uh-uh. our There's backyard dog shit everywhere. Is oh, God. Oh, no. Hideous. Covered. <laughs> covered in shit. It's bad. Yep. Lab results confirmed the shit in the yard to be a match for the shit on the shoe. Now, this was in 2000, so they didn't actually confirm this using DNA because we didn't have that technology. But they did confirm it by examining the two poops and also the like food that this dog was the eating bacteria. and the bacteria and like the um the like plants in the yard that like if <gasps> he's eating a certain botany. type of grass. It, yeah, they use like forensic botany, all kinds of shit. And they were like, the shit expert was like. That's that dog shit. I'd bet my <laughs> fucking life on it. That shit belongs to that dog. And that is on his shoe. And this debunks Stroud's initial claim that he was the lookout because he was like, I didn't even get out of the car. Mm. I didn't walk on the property. I was the driver. I was the lookout. And I was going to like honk if anybody rolled up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, dude. You got the, out of the car. You got out of the car. The dog shit is all over your fucking shoe. And then they also found tread marks Matching that shoe with a little bit of the poop in the home. in the house, mm-hmm. oh so it's like no, God. dude, you left out of the car shit trail. A cigarette, you Snow. were all up in that. You were everywhere, so it's like nah. Mm. So Stroud was found guilty of three counts of murder and three counts of felony murder, which the trial court merged together. Like we said, the felonies, all of the things that he was charged for, he he mm-hmm. was found guilty for. After the penalty phase of the trial in which the defense presented evidence of mitigating circumstances, the jury recommended that the defendant receive the death penalty. Yeah, it's Indiana. It's Indiana. Um, He was, however, resentenced in 2005 to life imprisonment. So he is still in prison. He will never, he will not see parole. Mm -hmm. He will never be out, but he won't be put down, for lack of a better word. (laughs) I couldn't think, executed, Jesus Christ. Put down. (laughs) I am so sorry. Oh, my God. The other men involved uh, received sentences ranging from 45 years to 151 years based on, like, the level of... Their involvement. Involvement, yep. And maybe past crimes, records. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck them. Here's, here's one that's less awful. <laughs> Sometimes access to poop testing technology can backfire on you. Mm, backfire art- all over the bowl. Back Back spray. This article from The Verge, written by Russell Brandom, was too good, so I'm simply going to read it. It's really short for this next tale. Quote, An Atlanta warehouse overstepped the bounds of the law in its quest to discover a mystery pooper, according to a ruling by a federal circuit court in Atlanta this week, and this week being the week of June 24th, 2015, when poop DNA tech was still in its infancy. Mm, a great Aww. time to be alive. So exciting. Innovation. <laughs> The case began when the warehouse, run by Atlas Logistics Group, began finding piles of excrement, poop bandit, in the public workspace and was forced to investigate who might be behind the string of mysterious crappings. Mm. Based on the scene of the crime, the company suspected an inside job because it's like in their warehouse. Mm -hmm. But it had no firm evidence aside from the poop itself. Ew. At least the poop was firm. That's where Atlas got into trouble. 
supervisors forced two workers named Dennis Reynolds, literally Dennis Reynolds, like from <laughs> It's Always Sunny, <laughs> and Jack Lowe to submit a cheek swabbing, because like Lucy said, it's the but same cheek. DNA. Yeah. Not my cheek. <laughs> Face cheek. The way Lucy lit up. Butt cheek. It's the same DNA. Let me just swab your cheek quick. Pulls up. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Drops trowel. Drop your trowel. <laughs> Not that cheek. To compare their DNA to the DNA found in the poop. I wonder why these two were selected. They had to be like <laughs> that'd be the grossest. Not even. I, I think that yeah, they were probably like, just little scamps. Like they were yeah. up to no good. Yeah, they like, drank the most Get Dennis Reynolds and Jack, Jack Lowe in here. We know it's it was you. Gotta be Jack and Dennis. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be. Little Diddy about Jack and Dennis. <laughs> Both men were exonerated by the cheek swabbing <gasps> oh. test. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But it raised the thorny question of whether Atlas had the right to demand a test in the first place. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Improper search and seizure. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Ultimately, the court ruled that the company had overstepped <laughs> because Dennis and Jack definitely sued. Yeah. <laughs> and they awarded... Reynolds and Lowe, $2.2 million, <laughs> including n- nearly $1.75 million in punitive damages. Punitive. I love it. Yeah. Isn't fuck that those, brilliant? Fuck those employers. Fuck them. If it's Jack not in your Dennis. contract when you start yep. that you can be randomly subjected to swabbing. To cheek swabbing. Because of a poop. Because of rogue bandit. shit, a poop bandit. Did they ever solve them? They never I don't think solved so. it either. I don't think they ever <laughs> solved it. And they can't swab anyone else because they just got fucking sued. So it's like, make sure your cameras are working, I guess. Atlas, fuck off. Uh, it should have been including $1.7 in uh, me? Me? <laughs> Punitive damages. Fucking so at- rude. Atlas vowed to appeal the ruling and pare down the final sum, but I don't know if they were ever successful. I don't see. I didn't see an update on whether they ended up paying less. <laughs> That's, That's incredible. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's a rare issue, but an increasingly relevant one as DNA testing grows cheaper and employers find more and more ways to monitor and exploit workers. Mm-hmm. There are extensive rules about law enforcement collection of DNA, but this is the first firm precedent protecting workers <laughs> against employer-mandated DNA testing. Yeah. In this case, it was an issue of linking employees to misconduct, but it's easy to imagine similar tests being used as a basis for genetic discrimination as the science Fucking develops Gattaca. further. Oh, yeah. yeah. But as long as this ruling holds up, employees will be legally protected if any employers attempt such a scheme. So it's actually like a big really deal. a big deal that Jack and Dennis sued and they this set this precedent. This happened to be over poof, but the DNA swab yep. is the important is part. Is the important yep. part. Yeah, they like literally changed the law forever, basically. That's huge. By setting the precedent. What a yeah. legacy. Such a legacy. A legacy. God bless. And a they legacy. were innocent. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no. That got So I promise, I swear to God, I swear to whatever I hold dear, 
Nothing good ever starts this way. On Goldie Hawn's future grave. She's about to lie, people. (laughs) Zach and I had nothing to do with this, but... (laughs) (laughs) The lady doth protest. No, I swear, I swear, I swear. But at his last job, I think it was our first year there, maybe our second year there, someone was pissed at the boss. Uh oh! And someone poop banded and some and the boss used to always not any not anymore. But the boss used to always have like a bunch of teachers and and staff over to his big mansion house once a year for like a party. And he oh weird, God. okay, you know, it was oh catered God. and he like supplied the wine and whatever. And we all had to like go hang out with the boss. Mm-hmm. Pretty standard. Somebody took a big old dump. In Amazing. the bathtub, the big yes. bathtub in his master or his primary Did it have bath. Jets? Did yeah. it have jets? Oh. Yes. A jacuzzi tub. And the jets. Yes. Somebody oh, no. snuck away from the party. Plausible deniability. No. It was one of 35 people. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> That's real good. Uh, so yeah. it was Zach. Anyway. No, I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to leave you with a case so gross, it makes me even less likely to want to leave my house. Okay. This took place in Toronto, Canada in 2019. Gross. Of course it did. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. Classic. I love Toronto. <laughs> I know, me too, but I don't love this. So, a young female student was leaving class at the University of Toronto when a masked, I can only assume, maniac dumped a bucket of liquefied waste over her head. No. It was the third poop attack of that nature in the course of that week. No. And it appeared to be the same man doing the attacking, the dumping. Always targeting women. Was it diarrhea from the source or was it like mixed with a bunch of water? We'll get to it. (laughs) And you will not be satisfied with the answer. I never am. (laughs) A woman named Sheila Shojai was working at the help desk at Robart's library at U of T when the first attack took place earlier in the week. Just after 5 p.m., one of the library caretakers came rushing into her office, his face a mask of horror and disgust. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She said, quote, he looked like he just came back from war, (laughs) Sheila said. Oh, my God. He was like, do you guys have Lysol? Someone just threw shit on the second floor. At first, Sheila thought it was a funny prank. Quote, I think most of us did, she said. We were like, what? That's so ridiculous. But as the details trickled out, it began to seem a lot more serious. The man had run into the library holding a large bucket. Once inside, he dumped a heap of liquefied feces onto two people sitting together at a table studying. No. And I don't know if these two were men, women, neither, neither, both. Okay. But it does seem like he wanted to hit the ladies with the poop. Oh, Oh my God. God. A few days later, he struck again. A man matching the same description walked into the Scott Library at York University. So he's like going to campuses. On purpose. And libraries. On purpose. Well, they're all, these are all places on campuses. That library was on that the University of Toronto campus. That anyone can walk into and mm-hmm. people are sitting. And they're quiet. They're, they're studying. Library. That's like the best horrible. place on earth. Right. I know. I know. 
So he goes into the Scott Library at York University and dumped a bucket of liquefied waste on a man, okay, sitting at a table. Security images later released by police showed the grinning suspect, and there is a photo on the drive. Yes. He looks, I don't think I smiled that big on my wedding day. Like, he's the happiest looking man I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. He's in a gray hoodie and a black beanie hat. Walking out of the library, holding a bucket covered in what looks like like an Adidas track jacket yeah. or like a an athletic shirt. He's like clean cut. Yep. Well, not the shoes, but he's like got gloves on. He's yep. got gloves. Well, like, he doesn't want to get shit all over him. Yeah, he's got pretty serious gloves on and khakis. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? It's wild. His smile in the pictures is huge, huge and he is smile. clearly pleased with himself. Yeah. So these photos are from him leaving the scene? Correct. Ugh. The next night, it happened once more. A man jogging down College Street just before midnight saw someone rush diagonally from the direction of campus toward the northwest corner of College and University Avenue. On the sidewalk, not far from the Leslie L. Dan Pharmacy Building, he dumped a bucket full of waste onto a woman waiting to cross the street. What oh my the God. Fuck? Just standing at a stoplight waiting to cross the street, dumped a whole bucket of shit on her. This is violent. It truly, I mean, it's yeah. assault. Yeah. yeah. It is absolutely assault with a weapon they because could you so could sick. get very sick from that. While the evidence was piling up and an arrest was imminent, one mystery still remained was the shit human? So it, they did determine that like water had to have been added to it just because the of volume. the consistency and the volume. Yeah. And the police were saying, quote, it was feces, said Toronto Police Constable Allison Douglas Cook. Oh my God. But we don't know if it is, in fact, human feces. Right. So they have no idea. He could just be picking it up all over town. Right. Mix watering it, it down. Yep. Yeah. Could be a major compilation. Right. A mixtape, if you will. Mm-hmm. Finally, his shit reign of terror came to an end on November 26th of 2019. Samuel Opoku, 23, of Toronto, was arrested and charged with five counts of assault with a weapon and five counts of mischief and interference with property. While he has been to court a couple of times for these charges, I could not find an outcome of this case or, like, what his sentencing was. a motive? No motive. I have no clue. So if anyone else knows, I, like, I looked. So weird. There's no follow-up. I did, however, find a change.org petition with 10 strong (laughs) signatures on it. 10. (laughs) To free Samuel. Are they all his relatives? Probably. To release him of all charges. And I will leave you with what is written on the change.org. Because you know I love to find these and read them aloud. Mm -hmm. It reads as follows. Quote. On November 26th, Samuel Apoku, a 23-year-old homeless man, which I didn't see anything in my research that indicated that, but maybe he was on house. I don't know. Don't look particularly great. Good. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Threw poop onto the students of University of Toronto in hopes of bringing some laughter and happiness into their lives. Okay. No. Instead, he faces charges for mischief and assault with a weapon, which could result in him spending up to 30 years in jail. These are false charges that are attempting to prove that poop can be used as a weapon, 
when in actuality, he is being sent to jail for an elaborate prank that was overall harmless to no, the population. absolutely not. That is not it's a harmless prank. It's been used throughout human history yeah, as a weapon. Yeah, in biological warfare. I don't think so. No. Help end this injustice and sign this petition to free Samuel Oboku. No. Also, Honestly, I just want to say personally... that there is an assistant professor named Samuel Apoku, and I am assuming it's not the same. It doesn't look like Maybe the same it person. Is. But, I don't so know. Don't, don't just find one Samuel Apoku on In the internet. Toronto and believe it's him. <laughs> Did you just quick Google this man's yeah. name? Oh, I see and her I in was, here highlighting. I, yeah, and I, then I was like, <laughs> oh no, PhD in public health. No, not, no, no, no. not the same guy. That's not him. No. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know what has happened with Samuel, but I just hope he gets the help that he clearly needs because this is not a funny prank. This is fucking horrifying. And please don't dump buckets of water down shit on people. And that is my case. Cases. Wow. Multiple cases. Good yeah. work. I went for it. He's known as Pee-Pee-Poo-Poo Man in Canada. Yep, Pee-Pee-Poo-Poo Man. Yep, there were some Reddit threads about him. Pee-pee-poo-poo. Pee-pee-poo-poo man. Wow. Yep, yep, yep. You're welcome. What a night. This was a roller coaster. An all-timer. We really did it. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, good job, everyone. Even Kenyon, who made (sighs) us all cry. Almost. God. That was a rough one. It was. God bless you. Okay, well, better luck next week. We'll see you then. Love you, bye. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, basically wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers!